Blog Talk Radio. Kane is in the building. With Hollywood cold, I'm with Molly G, bro. Flying Holly Grove chicks to my Hollywood shows. And I wanna tell you something that you probably should know. This that slum dog, millionaire Bollywood flow. And uh, my real friends never hearing from me. Fake friends write the wrong answers on the mirror for me. That's why I pick and choose. I don't get you confused. I got a small circle. I'm not with different crews. We walk the same path. And good Sunday afternoon, everybody. It's time for an all-new Southern Sports Central coming to you live from the studios right here at the Factory Sports and Fitness Training Studios in Cornwall, South Carolina. I'm Rich Elvin alongside the coach Eugene Benton. Going to bring him in here in just a few minutes. He's actually on the way back from Columbia. So, uh, of course, uh, we'll get in with him here. As you can hear him a little bit there in the background, we'll get him uh, figured out and fixed up here in just a few minutes. But meanwhile, boy, oh, boy, has it been a weekend to remember for a lot of high school athletes, not only here in the state of South Carolina. I've met a handful of guys from North Carolina, a ton of guys from the state of Georgia that were in over there yesterday as uh, we were hanging out at the Infinite Football Camp in Columbia, South Carolina. It was uh, quite a, an experience for myself. And uh, I know a lot of you guys that are listening in here today, maybe for the first time, we welcome you to Southern Sports Central, where we focus a lot of our energy in the high school young guys and, of course, the college front. So we'll talk a little bit about both of those and how they play a role in our show. And, again, yesterday, Ben Lippin, Coach, I uh, had a chance to meet with him. He's a, uh, a former Citadel cadet and uh, runs that campus as so boy i tell you what it was discipline 101 from the time people got on that campus i only could imagine they got off that campus but uh, hopefully we'll get him on the show on tuesday or thursday but we got a loaded staff on today now starting off at 6 30 we're going to head over and talk to the ceo of Infinite football of course that's mr jason wade talk to him throughout the day on saturday and it was hot boy it said 109 when I got back in my car, and uh, it felt every bit of that as uh, we walked around, socially distanced, masked up, and it made it even hotter to have the mask on. But I, I got to give it to the kids. I got to give it to Jason and his crew and the DJ. Boy, play that funky music. But in between, he would say, get off the track, put on your mask, and separate. Those three things. I woke up this morning at 4 o'clock. I was like, get off the track. Just get off the track. It was one of those weird moments that I just, uh, I guess I was in the middle of, uh, maybe I was on the track. I don't know, but I know one thing is that I thought it was a successful day yesterday for the group. Uh, We'll talk a lot about that through today's show. There's another combine up in the Charlotte area. It happened today. I know a couple of Fort Dorchester kids that were there today. Um, I have heard back from that. We've got some good storylines from that. I think uh, a couple of guys are going to get some awards from that one. So, uh, again, good stuff. Getting these kids out there. Uh, and, and I think it can happen as long as we're being responsible. That's the key word. Uh, talking about responsibility, how about it? at 7 o'clock? We're going to get here with a former Baltimore Raven. He was a captain, by the way, on the special teams and did special things uh, as a player. 
for, I believe, about five years. Now, he went in undrafted with the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 coming out of App State. Did some time, I know, where he uh, got a Super Bowl ring with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and played for that guy. And everybody knows Chucky. He got the chance to play with him. We'll hear about that story. And he's kind of – he's been around a few teams, so he's got a lot of experience. I'm going to let Mr. Wilcox talk all about that when he comes in here at 7 o'clock. Of course, he's on the board over there with those guys that held, that held that camp yesterday. He did a great job walking around. If you were there, you saw the gentleman that looked like he still was in the league. Yeah, that guy wearing the, the, the purple and the Baltimore Raven color. Yeah, he was there doing his thing, and um, I thought everybody – Really well represented. We thought we were going to get in here with T.J. Brunson today, but unfortunately with him leaving in two weeks to go out, and, of course, he just, uh, you know, finished his days with the Gamecocks as a linebacker. He's actually been drafted by the New York Giants. I don't, I don't at all doubt that he's got a lot more important things to do as he prepares for that NFL debut. And, of course, we're excited. And I had a chance to talk to him yesterday. We'll, we'll share that story today as well. But at 730, we're going to check in with the high school blitz, and we're going to Miss V. She's going to check in with us early, and uh, that call is going to happen sometime around 7.30. So around 7.30, she'll check in with us, and we'll talk to her uh, about what's going on with her. And then at 8 o'clock, it's going to be all West Mitchell, Gamecock Central. And, boy, did they get a pickup from the state of Virginia today. I think he is now the highest-ranked guy on the board for this class, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to him about that. He was also out there yesterday. And uh, I'm not sure we're going to get a whole lot of that with him, but we will talk to him about how recruiting has um, has played dividends and, and, and how things are, of course, going on with him. So uh, a lot of fun things happening around, of course. And I do want to bring in now Eugene Benton. Eugene, I know I'm not sure if you're back from Columbia, but you were up there at a uh, kicking camp uh, all day today, bud. Just rolled in, man, actually, and uh, got in love. About a minute before I kicked in, sorry about that. I know you picked up some background noise. I was trying to switch from laptop to, to phone and, and microphones and everything else and get logged into the system and everything. It was just, it was a longer day. Uh, today was a final prep before the uh, National Kicker Combine. Uh, that'll be in Gatlinburg, Tennessee this coming weekend. And uh, it's actually featuring uh, 625 uh, high school kickers, from, uh, obviously from around the nation, from uh, ninth grade on through 12th grade. Every kick uh, that they do will be filmed and sent to every college in America. It's kind of the end-all, be-all since there were no college camps this summer. So uh, all the college coaches that are looking for guys, uh, want to evaluate guys, are going to be tuned in, and they'll all be sent to film or either by live feed or by later. Um, so every college from Division One, Division One AA, two, three, and AIA will uh, get to evaluate these guys. And, uh, you know, they're looking forward to it. Uh, there's eight football fields, so they're going to spread them out. And uh, went through some, some of the protocols today with the mask. Masks are pretty much required everywhere except for uh, when you're in your hotel room in the bed. But, um, so, you know, it was, it was just kind of, you know, some final tune-up. So they had to go over everything, kind of a walkthrough uh, and some of the testing things, what they expect. So it's kind of a, you know, it, when you get there, it'll be not, not the first time you've seen it. And some of these guys, you know, I've trained, have done some of these before, but this is the first time they've um, – made it to this national event so we're looking forward to it like i said it was just a longer day than usual and uh popped in here just in time to get everything fired up and uh ready to start the show well it should be a good one i know eugene's been kind of doing his thing he is the owner of his kicking academy over there and uh he's doing it all across the low country takes him up to the middle of the state now 
course, uh, yeah, he did some stuff down there in Florida. He's done some stuff over here, over there. He'll be heading out of the uh, state here in uh, the weekend coming up. So there's a lot happening as we're just hoping and praying that it's going to be done the right way, but we're going to be able to see some football a lot sooner than later. Before we go, uh, well, let's do this. We're going to head to break because when we come back, I got another guy. This gentleman is actually joining the family, and I got to introduce him uh, here in just a few coming out of break. But he'll, of course, uh, hang out with us for the next segment and for a while tonight. But uh, Stacy Huff is going to join us, and he actually is with the Watch Fox Now group as he does a game of the week. And he also does his own Facebook Live on Saturdays. You can check him out, I believe, from 9 to 10. But Stacey will kind of give you an up-to-date there. He is that guy, not only the face, but the voice that you hear during the high school championship weekend uh, that you see on TV. That's him. That's the guy that you're going to see uh, on, on those games. But you will actually, coming up in a few weeks, hear him right here on Southern Sports Central on Monday nights. We're just kind of slowly going to bring him in and let him get used to this side of the uh, I would say uh, radio world. It's a little different side over here with the internet, but we'll get him ready to go. I want to make sure he has a successful entrance into the world. But uh, a lot of you guys there in the Midlands, y'all know exactly who I'm talking about. Uh, I've been very blessed to cross the path uh, of him and so many great people, but for him to be wanting to come in and be a part of what we're doing here just speaks volumes, and it makes me feel like I'm doing a little bit of something, right? Yeah, why not? So here's what we are going to do. we got to go to break because we got to stay on time today. It is going to be in indicative that we stay on point so we'll do this we'll head to break we'll come back when we come back we'll talk to mr stacy himself we'll talk to him about his vision and how he feels that yesterday's camp on uh in saturday there in columbia how it went did it go good or bad or, or just his overall opinion as he interviewed and talked to a bunch of guys throughout the day as well as i did and hopefully he's gotten some rest and boy it was hot we're right back you're listening to southern sports central right here on blog talk radio a bit of a break from the norm just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control it's cool to dance but what about a groove to soothe the move romance give me a soft subtle mix and if it ain't broke then don't try to fix it and think of the summers of the past adjust the bass and let the alpine blast pop in my cd and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back because this is summertime But back then I didn't really know what it was But now I see what happened is The way that people respond to summer madness The weather is hot and girls are dressing less And checking out the fellas and tell them who's best Riding around in your Jeep or your Benzos Or in your Nissan sitting on Lorenzo's Back in Philly we be out in the park A place called the Plateau is where everybody goes Guys out hunting and girls doing likewise Honking at the honey in front of you with the light eyes she turn around and see what you beeping at. It's like the summer's a natural aphrodisiac. And with a pen and pad, I can pose this rhyme to hit you and to get you equipped for the summertime. Summertime. 
not yet. Hustle to the mall to get me a short set. Yeah, I got on sneaks, but I need a new pair. Cause basketball courts in the summer got girls there. The temperature's about 88. Hop in the water plug, just for old time's sake. Break to your crib, change your clothes once more. Cause you're invited to a barbecue to start with four. Sitting with your friends as y'all reminisce about the days growing up and the first person you kissed. And as I think back, makes me wonder how the smell from a grill can spark up nostalgia. All the kids playing out front, little boys messing around with the girls playing double dutch. While the DJ spinning a tune as the old folks dance at your family reunion. Then six o'clock rolls around. You just finished wiping your car down. It's time to cruise, so you go to the summertime hangout. It looks like a car show. Everybody come looking real fine. Fresh from the barbershop, applies in the beauty salon. Every moment fronting and maxing. Chilling in the car, they spent all day waxing. Leaning to the side, but you can't speed through. Two miles an hour, so everybody sees you. There's an air of love and of happiness. And this is the Fresh Prince's new definition of summer madness. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Hillman alongside Eugene Benton, getting ready to be joined by, of course, the one and only from Watchbox, Stacey Huff, is going to join us in just a minute. But I want to give some love to the ladies over there, of course, uh, with the Somerville Angels group. These young ladies are heading to the state of Alabama at the end of the month, beginning of next month, to play in the World Series. We're excited, uh, of course, to uh, support them, to be everything that we can be to help them. Today, I did go over and get my two plates of barbecue. I gave one to a gentleman who uh, I know is going through some things. So I said, hey, man, let me take care of your dinner today. So I went over and dropped him off a plate of barbecue. But I want to say a job well done, ladies, over there. Of course, as you were handing out these plates uh, between two and five over at Westcott Park, uh, the guys over at Sweet Willie T's Barbecue. We'll get you the information on those guys uh, sometime throughout the show, actually, were the ones who cooked it up. They had, of course, pork, mac and cheese, and baked beans, and I wasn't even able to finish the whole plate. It was just that much, but it's just so hot. That being said, let's head over to the hotlines, and that will be the Tent Farm hotlines with the one and only, uh, well, Mr. Stacy Huff. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. Good to hear from you, and you sound great, and good to uh, be on with you for a few moments, man. Uh, it was definitely hot out there yesterday, was it not? Oh, my God, was it brutally hot. I, I mean, I felt bad for me, but I felt bad for the kids. But you know what? They were just glad to be out there, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. There was a lot of kids, man, and um, that was one of the bigger camps I've heard of. And a lot of representation from the Midlands up here, the kids I was familiar with, a lot of some Ridgeview kids and some Chapin kids and Great Collegiate and on and on. And it was good to see those folks up there. And uh, I, I think it, it served its purpose, and I think it was their first time, I think. So they did pretty well for all that. Yeah, Stacey, let me ask you this. Of course, you, you do a lot of things. Of course, you guys that are just gen- joining us now, Stacey Huff joining us for, of course, works with the Watch Fox Now group over there. Also covers Friday night football on your TVs up there in the upstate. Also does covers the championship weekend, which, of course, is uh, usually at a, a one college. And then uh, the 3, 4, and 5A are held over there at Williams-Brice Stadium. That being said, you've seen a lot of high school football. But, but yesterday, it just seemed like these kids came out a lot more hungrier 
than we've seen them in a season, you know, during July or June. Well, you know, you know, and I think it makes a lot of sense if you look at it from that uh, aspect that they've been pent up, man. These kids have been pent up. You know, we're, we know we're all dealing with COVID-19. People have been in the house. A lot of kids have been so, quote-unquote, grinding in, you know, individual or small groups. Uh, you know, the, the testosterone and the competitive edge gets really fired up when you get around a large group of peers. And, uh, you know, the night before, there was a big event up in Spartanburg, and the event's going on all over. So I think you saw a lot of adrenaline yesterday because kids are really getting out there in the sunshine, man, and kind of getting revved up, you know, lathered up July style for football. So it was a lot of, first time a lot of those kids have been around, you know, a, a large group of uh, competitive-type uh, atmosphere. No doubt about it, live right now with the Watch Fox Now, very own Stacey Huff joining us over on the Tim Farm Hotline. Uh, what yesterday? What did you take out of yesterday? You and I were able to spend some time together, which I really look forward to spending a lot more time right here on this yes, radio sir. show. But just in the state as well. But but you've been around it. What were you expecting when you went out there? What did you end up coming out as far as the conclusion when it was all said and done? Oh yeah, no doubt. I don't want just not, just a mild correction. It's, it's the Friday Night Rivals um, game of the week on Watch Fox uh, on all of our. Uh, it's on the uh, digital channel. It's on our Watch Fox app up here. And also on watch.com. Just want to make sure I put that out there. Friday Night Rivals brought to you by Sonic in the Midlands. And I know they have a version of that in the low country where you are as well. But what I saw yesterday, Richie, was, um, you know, first of all, there was, you know, that atmosphere was kind of what I'm used to a little bit. I've actually been fortunate enough and blessed um, to work the Nike opening camps up in Charlotte um, probably five out of the last seven years or so. And it was just like that. They had stations set up, they had the laser timing of the 40, which I think is very important. The more accurate form of the of the of the forty, and, and Richard, you you know, I was out there. I don't know if you were part of the conversation. We were joking that a lot of the kids are shocked when they get their laser time because it's usually it's a good bit slower than the handheld time mm-hmm. that the coaches may do or their dads may do or their workout guy may do. But uh, it was very well organized, though. I thought they had some, you know, a good good station set up. They checked the agility, um, the quickness, uh, leaping ability of all these kids, and uh, and later on, I, I knew they did some, you know, drills against each other as well. So I thought it was very, I was very impressed with what I saw as far as. Um, the Infinity uh, set up yesterday. Live right now, all the way in the capital city in South Carolina. You guys in the Midlands, you've heard this name. You've even seen this face. And Stacey Huff joining us now over there on the Tent Farm Hotline talking about this Infinity Camp yesterday. Happened over uh, on, on a campus I've never been to. I'm not familiar with Ben Lippin. I got yeah. a chance to meet their coach a little bit. Tell us a little bit yeah. about this guy. I know he's a Citadel grad. He, he, he's definitely all business. I mean, their biggest focus was A, making sure that they had masks on, B, make sure they say it's separated, and C, how many times you hear is get off the track. Well, what was your thought overall as far as the the facility and, and how they were prepared yeah. to take that many kids? Yeah, yeah, they definitely – it was well manicured, well taken care of. And I've actually done a, I've done a game there uh, two years ago, me and Corey Miller, actually, uh, before he was he was with Watch for some years as the sports director, but he's no longer there now. But when he was actually the sports director, he and I did a game at Ben Lippin. Ben Lippin was a very unique um, place. In the Midlands for high school football, for one thing, uh, they don't have a lot of bleachers um, there on both sides and things. When you saw the bleachers yesterday, that was more bleachers than they had when we actually did a game there two years ago. We have them on our Watch Fox schedule this upcoming season. But a lot of times what they do, the fans actually drive up uh, right up to the stadium and actually right up to the field and kind of back their cars up right around. It's almost uh, like a very quaint you know, down-home field for their football games, but they really come out and support. 
And, you know, it's a private school. It's part of Skeezer. Um, but they got a good program mm-hmm. over there, man, and they've actually turned out some really good players over the years. Um, but it's a nice atmosphere there, and I think they did a great job getting that field, the bleachers, um, and, you know, the, and their area ready for a big group of about 300 kids yesterday. So I think they pulled it off wonderfully. No doubt. They were separated. They were regulated. They were handled. And, again, if you look at the pictures, and I've had to at least correct about 30 different people in 1935 because I think right before we went on the air I had five other guys come at me. But I thought it was very well decorated. Now, the pictures are kind of deceiving, if you ask me, because you and I, we stood on the field together for a while, stood on the sideline. Yep, yep. We walked around where we needed to. We kept our mask yep. on. But, but that, was, that, that was the deal. I mean, I think one time I saw that they had to kind of get some guys maybe a little bit more than usual. But, again, think about it. Right. These guys haven't seen each other in months. I mean, March, right. some of these guys haven't seen each other maybe before that. Yeah, for the most part, I saw a lot of kids. The kids are wearing their masks. Uh, these are teenagers, so they're going to pull the masks down to talk sometimes. They're going to turn them down and, you know, the, the Gatorade, the drink, water, to yell out instructions. But for the most part, I was I, – I, and actually, to be honest with you, Richie, I went out there to kind of watch for that, and I was mm-hmm. actually m- more pleasantly surprised and disappointed that, that you know, the, the way the kids did keep the masks on, the way they did try to keep distance. So I was actually – I actually left there feeling better about uh, the, the distancing and the mask wearing than I did my expectations coming into the event. So I think they did as well as you can expect. These are teenagers, and these are some of the things I've talked about going into a season. These are teenagers. It's like herding cats in some ways. It's going to be hard to maintain 40, 50 kids on the sideline uh, with distances and things like that, especially when they're competing and yelling and things like that. But for the most part, I think it was very well done. And there's going to be some critics, and I know some pictures might have been misleading, but for the most part, masks were worn, and the best, you know, distancing was done uh, to the best it could be expected, I believe. No doubt, live right now over there on the hotline. That's the Tent Farm hotline. You can find the Tent Farm at 7634. That's South Railroad over in North Charleston, 843-297-4131. You can find them on the web at tentfarm.com. But we couldn't find the Tent Farm anywhere at Ben Lippin yesterday because there wasn't a a shaded spot unless you went in the bathroom. And there weren't many guys in there neither. But, uh, Stacey, let me ask you this. You, you talk about it being a skis of school. These guys are skis of league. Looks like they're going to be playing, man. And, and they, yeah. with all due respect, you know what? They figured that they can do it. They've got a smaller body of campus. They've got what they've got. They feel like they can handle it. Your thoughts on the skis of guys rolling, and do you think that the high school league actually sees the field in September as far as the public schools? Yeah, well, I think that's what it's looking at. We unrolled our schedule on watch trucks, as you and I talked about on uh, – on Friday night, it was unrolled on the Sports Zone show with Mitch Brown and Mike Uva, and I actually taped a little segment. So we did unroll our schedule that begins August 21st. Realistically speaking, I expect uh, Jerome Singleton and the high school league, really the board makes the decision. A lot of people put things on uh, Mr. Singleton, but it's the board actually that, you know, has a lot of – that is the voting. But I think they're going to be forced to a decision here sometime in the next couple of weeks. And I would not be surprised, Richie Altman, to see them push things back. I think they will try to start the season, and let's hope they can get, we can get enough region games and enough games in and have a legitimate uh, – some region champions and you know, maybe get into some postseason play. But I think you may see a pushback of a couple of weeks um, coming up announced uh, in a couple of weeks. I think a couple of weeks from now you may get a pushback of a couple of more weeks. Now, with that being said there, so you're believing that they don't go to the, uh, the spring one and two. So, of course, uh, right. you, you know, stay on, on the line with us right now from Watch Fox. And, uh, again, yeah. getting ready, hopefully, in a few weeks to join us here and do his own show. Let him have his own two, three hours where he can just do what he does, and I'm going to sit back and enjoy like the rest of you guys with my popcorn and soda pop. But, Stacey, that being said, <laughs> do they put a mask on these guys? Do they put them kind of what I would be referring to to give you a visual from the radio side of the world, a, a motorcycle mask like you see on the BMX guys? How are they going to 
I guess, protect and make those who say it can't be done, make them feel a little bit better about getting it done. Yeah, yeah I, you know, I think that's the mask is what I'm wondering about because what I was waiting to see, and I really haven't, I got some kids I'm pretty close to up here from the Ridgeview area, from, you know, uh, you know, Westwood, from these areas out here in the Northeast. I want to talk to the kids and actually find out how did it affect their breathing or how did it affect their, you know, their ability when they were out of breath and tired. But I think you've got to at least try to start with masks. Um, to, to start to see. I think you got to at least try that. I don't know how it's going to work, Richard. I think none of us know uh, what it's really going to look like in real time, but I think they may have to try to to, to at least start with some sort of mask wearing because uh, high schools can't afford fancy helmet shields like the NFL is going to try to do and those kind of things. They're going to have to do it, uh, you know, as bare bones as possible, and I think there's got to be masks, you know, temperature checks and, and those type things to get started. But, again, they're going to try it, and it's, we're going to see. There's going, to, there's going to be a start to the high school season, I do believe. When, I don't know. And if it gets completed as a season, that I don't know. One thing I do know is right now, if you're in the state of South Carolina and you could vote for a governor, Stacey Huff just became a front runner from every high school football player, player and anyone who likes the likes of Friday Night Rivals, of course. So that is probably, without doubt, uh, the most popular uh, conversation we've had on here in quite some time. But now – that being said, let's go back to the camp from yesterday with the Infinite football group over there. Who was the guy that, to you, kind of stood out the most? And I know there were so many. Man, I didn't realize how oh, many ballers we got. I mean, the future looks great, but the present looks solid. Man, we got some big dudes coming uh, into this 2021 uh, class, if you know what I mean. No, no doubt. And I'm a big fan of the class of 2022 because my son is in that class, although he, played, he, doesn't, he doesn't play that sport. But I'm a big fan. But I saw um, – not only Alec Johnson, a center for great collegiate, a kid I actually had worked some with in AAU, so I was watching for him. I saw him look really good in some of the offensive line drills, uh, moving around, and he's you know about 6'2", 280 or so. He looked really good on the offensive line. I saw Jordan Smith. Um, the kid, we call him J2 here over at Ridgeville, a rising senior wide receiver. I think he won the Good Hands uh, Award there. Um, I saw a big mm-hmm. six-five quarterback out of, out, of, out of Newton, Georgia. I can't remember the kid's name. escapes me now, but he's on everybody's national radar. He looked really good. Um, just some kids that kind of, you know, stuck out to me. Xavier Short from Chapin, a wide receiver who we had on our airwaves. He only played a quarter in the game last year because he got injured and didn't come back and play. They didn't need him in that game over at uh, over at Chapin. But I thought he looked pretty good. But I thought some cats like that kind of caught my eyes. But that was kids that not just from South Carolina. There were a lot of Georgia athletes there as well. And that big quarterback, I wish I got to get his name. Um, but he, this kid was like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six, and he, uh, I think it's Newton High School in Georgia. He looked really, really impressive when I saw him. Yeah, Georgia brought some ballers, no doubt, from the Peach State to the Palmetto State. Boy, they represented well. And, uh, you know, I, I got to tell you, I'm really looking forward to I know we got to work out a few things just to make sure the transition with you going from that uh, that, that TV, everything's nice and flush, to the studios and the, 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 <laughs> the, the dark lights here in the studios, man. But we're excited about it. We're excited about what you're going to bring to this family. On behalf of myself and Eugene, guys, we're, we're excited to have a guy like Stacey Huff be a part of it because we're visioned the same way. We might be driving different cars, brother, but our destination is to get these kids absolutely. in the right place. Absolutely. absolutely. I want to go over. I see we, we've already tweeted. You tweeted my comments, and I appreciate that. I want to make sure the high school league, I don't get in trouble with high school league. That's not from any inside information. That is just me guessing that they may push it back only because of the COVID numbers. So I don't know. I don't have any inside reason to think they'll push it back or anything. But other than the numbers being what they are, I think people not taking care of business uh, as civilians nor athletes, I think those things have gotten a situation where the board and the high school league may have to make some tough decisions. I think our leaders in education have to, you know, look at some tough decisions. Um, so I think, you know, all those things may go in lockstep. 
But um, I, again, I'm optimistic that there is, you know, whether it's pushback a little bit or not, that we get a bulk of the high school season in. But I don't want anybody to think I, that was spoken from any inside info or anything like that. I just my gut telling me that we may see, a, you know, that maybe a delayed start to the season. Or that was his campaign to run for governor in, in 2021. <laughs> Either way, Stacey, I... <laughs> no brother, thank no you doubt, so much, no man. Doubt. It was a pleasure to finally put put a face with the many of conversations we've had. And, of course, the world yes, of social sir. media, has, this is the good part of social media that we see is uh, yes. connecting yep. us like we are, man. Real quick before we go, Absolutely. easiest yes, way sir. to find you, easiest way to catch up with you on the World Wide Web and uh, just give us a, an opportunity to, to see what's going on in your world. No doubt. I'm at, on Twitter at Huffster Sports, that's H-U-F-F-E-R Sports, at Huffster Sports. And Huffster, the H-U-F-F is the actual pronunciation of my name. My name is Stacy Huff. As you said, it's S-D-A-C-E-Y-H-O-U-G-H. I'm found on Facebook that way. And also you can find me at Huffster1906 on Instagram. But mainly that Twitter, at Huffster Sports, is how you find me. I look forward to uh, interacting with some of your listeners that I may not have met before and glad to meet you on social media and in person on yesterday. I look forward to working with you in the future. Thanks for having me on for a few moments, Richie. I appreciate it. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thank you very much. The one and only Stacey Huff. You can find him on the TV screens on Friday nights with the Watch Fox guys over there. Friday Night Rivals brought to you by our friends over there at Sonic. Supersonic. Check that out. We're going to be right back. When we come back, we're going – I think he's still in Columbia, but he went to Malden High School. I don't know, but I do know he's on the radio and he's going to be with us next. We're heading to the CEO's office. Yep, we've been called in by Jason Wade and the guys from Infinite Football are going to join us right here on Southern Sports Central. Don't go anywhere, guys. Got a call from a friend about a friend There's some news no one ever wants to hear It hit me like a punch took my breath He was just getting into his best years Yes, something like that'll shake you up Wake you up I stopped off at a Texaco, bought a Slim Jim and a Coke. Parked out by the water just to watch that river flow. Grabbed my guitar from the backseat, wrote a song just for me. I sung it for the blue sky and a couple live oak trees. I thought of home, grabbed my phone from my pocket. I called Mama. It rang a couple times and she picked up I can always hear her smile when I call I just called to tell you that I loved you I was missing you and dad and home, that's all I got to really thinking this morning About what's important Stopped off at a Texaco Bought a Slim Jim and a Coke Walked out by the water Just to watch that river flow Grabbed my guitar from the backseat Wrote a song just for me I sung it before the blue sky And a couple live oak trees I thought of home Grabbed my phone from my pocket 
to deal with yesterday really was keeping them off the track with those cleats. Yeah, I tell you, I'm really proud of what our team accomplished yesterday, and I can't say enough about everybody involved from the coaches that were involved, uh, great high school coaches from around our uh, region that really helped out. Of course, James Reynolds over at um, Ben Lippin was just a tremendous uh, host. And I'll tell you, we had a ton of talent out there, uh, you know, represented uh, several states, mostly obviously from South Carolina. But, but under the circumstances, you know, obviously there was a ton of planning that went into this, more planning than usual for a camp because of the uh, procedures that we needed to put into place. But uh, I think any, as any head coach of a football team would tell you, there's always areas of improvement. And uh, we certainly want to continue to improve it as an organization as we do put on these events. And I would say the biggest complaint was the fact that it was about 1,000 degrees outside. (laughs) It was definitely hot, but uh, I I can say this. uh, We worked through it on behalf of all of us that do what I do and some of the TV guys and so on and so forth. Uh, You know, first of all, on behalf of all the media, Thank you guys for the hospitality. You guys let us go wherever we wanted to go as long as we followed the same rules that the players had. We had to wear their masks. We had to stay distance. We had to do those things. And, of course, uh, I believe uh, we got thumbs up from everybody, from uh, the papers to the, the radio to the TVs. But on behalf of all of us, thank you guys so much for allowing us to be a part of such a huge deal yesterday. And looking forward to many. Uh, we appreciate that. And uh, you guys did a tremendous job yesterday as well. And, We can't thank you guys enough for what you guys do for student-athletes across South Carolina specifically. And um, the event would not have been the same without you guys being there really uh, to to assist them in that piece and uh, really help uh, put those student-athletes out there. We're live right now with the CEO over there at Infinite Football. They did an incredible job yesterday, socially distanced, mask them up and keep them hydrated right again uh, that also was being done throughout the day yesterday one of the hottest days on record but you know what we were getting the work in sweat and tears but results came at the end of it all i saw a lot of awards being handed out i saw a lot of big names that uh, stepped up of course one of those guys is going to join us here at seven o'clock daniel wilcox played some pro ball over there with the ravens he's got a super bowl ring i think with tampa bay played at app state but he looked like he could still play some downs, man. He was huge coming off that thing with all that purple on. <laughs> yeah, Coach, uh, it's funny. He, um, I've known him for, for several years, and uh, he knows me and my wife really well. And my wife, those that know me, know that she, you know, we just uh, had, had a baby, uh, you know, seven months ago uh, last week. And uh, the first thing he said to me was that, I look like the one that that uh, is coming off of being pregnant, and uh, she looks great. So, and, and of course, I couldn't come back and say anything to him because he, like you said, he he looks like he still uh, can play. And um, I tell you, a lot of people don't know the story, but he's really had you know a big hand in uh, how we've designed the software side of things that we do. Um, you know, providing a ton of feedback through that developmental process. Uh, as we were uh, developing the uh, interface for colleges. And uh, just to have him out there for not only uh, for him to be able to speak to the student-athletes, but, I mean, he was, he, was in, he was in the mud just like everybody else, you know, helping out and uh, helping the kids, you know, teaching technique on the 40 and the 5.10.5 and the L-cone drill because, obviously, he's very in tune to those things uh, with him being a, 
uh, Baltimore Ravens scout. And, you know, that was a big part of our vision for doing this is we want to do things differently. We want to have all of those elements to try to educate uh, the student athletes as much as we possibly can. No doubt. We're live right now with Jason Wade, the CEO of their Infinite Football. Did a great job yesterday bringing the kids together, but socially distanced in the same manner. I know that's kind of hard to say there, but but you look at it, and, and to be honest with you, I, I'm kind of like Stacy Huff, who we went out there thinking, man, oh man, let's 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 let's, mm-hmm. let's put our hands together and pray because this thing needs to happen. It, it happened better than I thought it was going to happen. To be honest with you. You know, when you look at it, Jason, I, I thought that you guys, again, continue to push things. And then you had the likes of Todd Helm and the Pinnacle Group. I know Joe Call, I rode up with him from from Charleston, and uh, he's got part of that Pinnacle uh, you know, section down here in Charleston. But you had a lot of their coaches. You had a lot of help, it seemed like, from Pinnacle and as much from the Skiza guys. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, Mr. Helms and his group of coaches that he brought in. And, of course, uh, you, you got to give a lot of love to the guy that hosted it there. Of course, he's a Citadel grad, so we kind of expected it to be – pretty uniforms yeah Todd, Todd's great and Todd is a great friend of mine and uh one of our partners and he's also on our on our board and uh you know uh, also uh part of the chief operations of our organization so he he has been tremendous obviously uh from just the operational acumen with his background not only in uh in football at all levels but also you know a lot of people don't know that he's a you know retired lieutenant colonel from the army and having that kind of operational excellence associated with your organization is always something that's super positive. So I, I can't say no, enough about Todd, and, and he's also a great guy and, and a friend. So uh, having him part of what we do has obviously been something that's been very special to us, and I uh, can't say enough about him. And watching him, you know, run around yesterday and, uh, again, uh, with everything that was going on and trying to make sure things going you know, see him working hard, you know, obviously is a, is a huge plus for us. And, and again, uh, you know, Coach Reynolds with Ben Lippin, it was such a tremendous uh, host and really helped us. Uh, we did, I think we did three site walks over the last couple of weeks, really just trying to make sure from an operational standpoint that we had this thing buttoned up as much as possible. And uh, Ben Lippin and, and Coach Reynolds went above and beyond uh, for our organization to to assist us and really make this thing home. Yeah, I want to give uh, all of those guys you just mentioned kind of an echo there. Todd Helms with Pinnacle and his group of guys uh, continue to welcome Southern Sports Central in and around their facilities. Of course, yesterday's facilities was uh, Coach Reynolds, the guy that I talked about graduating from the Citadel, and now is the head coach over there, Ben Lippin. Had some great conversations with him about his program, learned a lot about Ben Lippin. Didn't know much about him. You know, I feel bad, but I come out a lot more educated, not just on his, but so many great coaches. And I, and I wanted to give some accolades before we got into some of the final 15 minutes of, of what really went down yesterday. Uh, kind of tell us a little bit. I, you know, I, I'm familiar with a lot of these type of camps when, when you look at everything, uh, Mr. Wade. But for you guys and, and for everything, kind of give us the ups and downs and all arounds of, of what you felt came out of yesterday's workout. Sure. So, so first of all, uh, the main thing that we are always happy about is when we host any event, when we're associated with, with anything uh, as far as putting players on the field. We, we, had, we had no injuries. I think we had uh, one guy kind of pull his hammy a little bit uh, and another guy tweak his finger. But other than that, you know, the student athletes left happy and healthy, although very hot. 
Um, but there was a ton of planning, obviously, that went into that. But any time that we can have an injury-free event, just much like a football game, I think as a head coach, you're happy. So that's the number one thing. And then, of course, uh, you know, we felt like the players had a great time. Our coaches did a tremendous job. Uh, you know, us having former Gamecocks and, and, and current high school defensive coordinators and uh, a couple of the other guys, too, that own local training companies like Your Next Training, Kevin Washington from Alden High School, and Bobby McGowan is part of EPT. And, of course, Corey's a uh, former Gamecock but, um, and um, strength and conditioning coordinator over at Gray, but he also has trench work sports performance. And, of course, a uh, guy that I can't thank enough and did a tremendous job as well yesterday is Perry Orth, former Gamecock quarterback, who has QB Athletics 1 uh, here in Columbia, who just does a tremendous job with, with, with young quarterbacks. And, um, you know, I think the main thing, uh, particularly with any plan and any event, is to make sure that you have the right people uh, aboard. And I felt like that was, that was a key piece to what we did. And, um, you know, in terms of the COVID-19 uh, safety procedures and, and how we operated check-in and, and doing as much as we could in terms of that. We actually consulted with a friend of mine that uh, graduated, with college, graduated from college with me and our VP of operations, Marcus Brunson. Um, he is a current, uh, Dr. Bright is a current Army surgeon, and so we mirrored some of the DOD regulations and how they've had to handle like boot camp and stuff like that because um, we figured, look, if the Army can do it in terms of having to train thousands of soldiers in close pro proximity, and we can mirror some of those procedures, then we should be able to host an event, uh, if we can execute the operation, um, to, to, to be able to put on the most safe event as possible for these young people. And I feel like that we did that. We're live right now with the CEO of Infinite Football, of course. That's Mr. Jason Wade in here with us talking to us about the very successful day yesterday. And, again, I'm going to go ahead and say it on air here, live right here at 646 on a Sunday afternoon and tell you that it was perfect. It really was. I, I really can't emphasize enough, guys, we're, we're all guys who watch film. We're all guys who do certain things, so we understand Sometimes the picture doesn't tell the whole story, but the only thing I'm going to do is tell you that I was there, so I can tell you on first hand that, that the ability to do what needed to be done got done yesterday, and I just, again, want to push uh, my tip of the cap to Todd Helms, to his entire pinnacle group, of course, Infinite Football's own CEO, Jason Wade, and his entire group of guys, and Daniel Wilcox, a.k.a. the bouncer, the purple bouncer that walked around and was like, try me, please. Give me a reason to, 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 to toss you out of here. That's kind of how I felt. I thought when I walked up, I thought he was a bouncer. I was like, oh, they got the, they got the police over here. All right, well, we're not, we're not going to get close at all. So, <laughs> One well, guy you had yesterday, and, and I was really proud about this, was T.J. Brunson, man. You're talking about a guy, and if you walk up to him, you know, he talks to you like, you know, again, same thing goes for, of course, um, Mr. Wilcox. He's also one of the most friendliest guys I've met. But T.J. yesterday – what what a great story he's got to tell. You want to tell us a little bit about TJ? I know he was trying to get us tonight, but he's got to get ready to go to New York and start playing some NFL football. Yeah, TJ is fantastic. So so a little background on that. Marcus, our VP of operations, uh, him and I uh, played college football together. So so I've known that family for a very long time. And what I can tell you is obviously we know that TJ is a local talent who was. 
this is mentioned a ton, but obviously uh, one of Coach Muschamp's, I think he was actually his first recruit um, that he personally went to go see uh, after he got hired and, you know, was a multiple-year captain and had over 300 tackles in the SEC and was drafted by the New York Giants. And you hear all these things and you think, wow, he's, he's probably – got an outgoing personality and, and flashy and all that, but he's not. He's, he's one of the humble, most humble people that I've ever met. And I can tell you, and Coach Wilcox would echo this, and, and he knows even better than I do because of his experience, not only as an NFL player, but as a scout, T.J. Brunson, uh, if he stays healthy, is going to have an outstanding and long career in the NFL not only because he's a great football player, but he is a tremendous human being. And uh, the Giants absolutely got a good one. And I, I, would, I would be remiss to not mention that uh, I did give Wilcox uh, a tough time about the Ravens missing out on T.J. So uh, I think T.J. is going to make a ton of noise in the NFL. Another thing that I want to mention, one, was the fact that, you know, T.J. came out and he, and he was at the event. He made himself available um, you know, he, he spent time with the student athletes. He spent time with coaches in the media that wanted to talk to him. And in addition to that, um, a lot of people know that Marco's Pizza sponsored our event. And because I think the kids are ready to get home by the time we got to the end of it, uh, you know, with it being as hot as it was, we had a ton of leftover pizza. And, and nobody would know this, and TJ wouldn't tell you this uh, unless I had mentioned this on the air. But T.J. went out of his way after being, being there from 8 o'clock in the morning uh, in that heat all the way to, you know, I think we got out of there about 6, and he left our event and took all the leftover pizzas uh, to Finley Park and fed the homeless last night. So I just – those are the kind of wow. things that, you know, shows what kind of a person he is. He would never have told you that, and um, he's done a lot of stuff like that. And I'm just very excited about his career. Now we're talking about the former Gamecock, who's now going to be a current New York Giant, and he is going to do giant things in multiple ways on and off the field. Of course, uh, we're talking about T.J. Brunson, and that's a great story, and I appreciate you sharing that with us because, like you said, it's the character of of what you do when you don't think anybody's watching you, right? I mean, that right there kind of tells it in, in a nutshell there. You know, but let's talk a little bit about some of the things that you looked at yesterday. We saw a lot of athletes. We saw some big kids, by the way. Holy moly. I'm glad I didn't bring any of those big dudes home because I saw one dude. He looked every bit of six foot seven and 310 pounds. As a matter of fact, I know he's about that big. He's a freshman out of Buford down in South Carolina down here. And a uh, true freshman, 15 years old, just turned 15, I think. And he weighs every bit of 320, 315. And he's, like I said, he's about six foot five. Uh, but you see some of our big kids, you see some of our smaller kids, but it doesn't mean, you know, again, as far as their ability and their agility, if you could, while you were walking around, Jason, how do you feel about these kids? Because we know they've had to start and stop and start and stop. And, of course, they haven't had the normal workouts that they would have had a year ago today. What was your overall thoughts of the athletes that came out as far as participating? And, and, and are they ahead or behind? Or do you think they're right on schedule? You know, I tell you, I can't say enough about, about obviously, the level of athletes that we had in terms of football, but just a good group of kids. I mean, we, you know, didn't have any issues. We didn't have a whole lot of jawing back and forth either, which was actually surprising considering, you know, once you get South Carolina and Georgia kids together, that can get a little bit <laughs> risky. But, um, 
you know, with, with the trash talk and stuff like that. But, no, I think it, it, it was an unusual experience because I think that they were genuinely just excited to be out there playing ball on some level. And, um, and that ultimately, when we did, we're trying to make a decision where, whether or not we're going to push forward as we're having to reschedule and push this, push this on um, through the different, uh, you know, various phases of what we have going on, uh, the, the biggest reason why we wanted to keep it going was we have got to do something for them. We do not know what the future holds. We do not know if whether or not they will get to play this season. And to a senior, that's huge, uh, obviously. And, and we don't know what they're going to get. What we knew is what we could control. Let's bring together the best talent that we could possibly bring. Let's bring the best coaches around uh, from our South Carolina and, um, and, and let's put on a great event. And I think that we did that. And, and some guys that I want to mention that really just did a heck of a job yesterday. And, and, and some of these guys won awards and some of these guys were in the conversation. But Javera Martin out of New, Newton High School won our overall MVP and, and uh, won the quarterback award. That kid's got a bright future. Casey Adams, which this is actually going to be announced uh, tomorrow, uh, on our social media because we had to wait to get all the verification. But Casey Adams won our all-athlete award. He ended up running a 4-5-1 laser time, which is moving, uh, as you well know, uh, particularly against the, the, the uh, laser. And he's, he's from Gray Collegiate. Uh, George Ford, running back out of Malden, uh, won, won the running back award. We had Aldavian Collins, defensive back out of Newton, who just did an outstanding job with a wealth of talent in that particular group. Um, Xavier McDaniel uh, from South Gwinnett uh, won the D-line award. Um, and, uh, and, and I'll tell you, Nathan Harris Wainick won our Courage Award, and that was, that's our favorite award. It's something that we're doing at every one of our camps uh, where we're donating some grant money for them for school. Uh, and, and he wrote just a tremendous essay. And, of course, he's a great back who just did a great job yesterday. Uh, but some other guys, too, that, uh, we're just right there. Some court, local quarterbacks that just did a great job. Marshall Skoloff, Misai, Pro Franklin from Greenville, Hayden Vasquez from Sumter, and a young guy to keep an eye on is Tanner Staten. I believe he's, uh, he is a transfer from Gray to, uh, to, to Brooklyn Casey, I want to say. But he did great yesterday. And, and uh, a guy that really just impressed everybody, and it was really hard to not give him the uh, defensive back award. I mean, he was like 1B with Xavion Wells. That kid is an absolute stud, and I cannot wait to see uh, what he does, uh, you know, hopefully this year and, and on into college. So uh, we had just a great group of athletes. I think we had a kid from Massachusetts. We had a kid from New Jersey. We had a couple from uh, Virginia. We had several from Georgia. North Carolina, and, of course, South Carolina was our biggest group, and um, we're very happy with how things went. Well, I can tell you on behalf of a handful of parents so far and a handful more to come, not only did you guys take care of their babies first class, you also gave them the gear. I mean, the outfits all the way. I mean, they really just had to bring, you know, uh, themselves because everything else was ready to go when they got there with some cleats, of course. They had to bring their own football if they were a quarterback that type of stuff. But when it comes to the gear, the swag, as I guess the young guys call it, uh, you guys definitely stepped it up in that game. And on behalf of a lot of parents that have called me, even all the way up to this afternoon, who have been going to some camps in other places today and, uh, and days before, that they said that by, by far, so far, you guys are leading the race when it comes to the, the gift bags and, and just making them feel at home. 
I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And we, uh, you know, that's, that's um, priority number one is, uh, is taking care of them. And we really, it's a, it's a big part of what we do as an organization. Obviously camps are one piece, uh, but when we do these, we don't just want it to be about football. We don't just want it to be about, you know, the metrics and stuff like that. What we want to do is we want to get the metrics. We want to have some competition. We want to have individual group training. We want to have quality guest speakers. We want to have charities that are going to be part of uh, our vision and what we what we do, which is obviously an honor for us to have Holinsky's Hope out yesterday to speak to them. And um, as you know, a portion of the proceeds from this camp uh, were donated to Holinsky's Hope. And um, we want to bring coaches on that are going to do a great job with, with our student athletes. And I, real quick, I know we're running out of time, but I do want to give a shout out uh, to uh, Willie Offord uh, and um, and Corey Helms, Perry Orth, Kevin Washington, Quentin Isom, Bobby McGowan's, and uh, several other coaches that that helped us, and and obviously our our uh, Infinity staff, as well as uh, Ben Lippin, uh, Coach Reynolds, and and their whole organization were very accommodating. Uh, BSN Sports, who provided the hydration stations for the student athletes, which as we know was very key. And, and we had to had to get creative with it because of the you know the regulations that we've got to put into place. But um, just everybody did a tremendous job, and of course um, our our sponsors, uh, Marco's Pizza and Dunkin' Donuts and uh, Pop's Cup of Joe, and uh, some of our other sponsors as well. We we just we really appreciate what everybody did, and we also appreciate all the parents that stuck it out in the heat yesterday. And uh, we're very excited to do do another one again soon. Well, I can tell you what, I was going to give you as much time as you needed to thank those because I think this is, again, why we do what we do. We give you guys a voice, an opportunity to kind of put things out as we're live right now with the CEO from Infant Football. Jason Wade joins us all the way, of course. Uh, I believe, are you still in Columbia? Is that home now, you say it, I believe? Yeah, so we're a Columbia-based technology company, which is something that we're very excited about. A lot of, a lot of people get confused because there's a lot of, um, you know, quote-unquote recruiting services out there, but we're, we're not a recruiting service. We're a sports technology company that certainly uh, guides uh, student-athletes through the recruiting process with a unique set of tools uh, that are really cool, and, and, and obviously that's, that's another story for another day, and I'd love to, love to come back on and talk about that. But, but yeah, we're a Columbia-based uh, technology company. Uh, I'm originally from the upstate. I went to Malden High School. Uh, Kevin Washington, who's the D.C. over there and owns Your Next Training, he does a tremendous job with youth just in general and also works for uh, the county up in Greenville. Um, we went to high school together and, uh, and Carson Newman as well before I transferred to Guilford. And, um, and yeah, so, so – that is the thing that I think that we're most proud about is in terms of yesterday is that we were from this area and uh, we really wanted to do something for the state of South Carolina for these young people and the coaches involved. And, and uh, I couldn't be more proud to be a South Carolina native. Amen to that, brother. I'll echo that. I want to say thank you on behalf of all of us here at Southern Sports Central for giving us the green grass and the pasture to, to kind of go out there and check out the cattle in the state of South Carolina. You guys brought it. And uh, we were able to report that you guys did a five-star job. So on behalf of all of us, to all of you, your staff, the members, the sponsors, anybody who had a little bit to do or a lot to do with what you all did yesterday, well done. We appreciate it there. And, again, anything we can do, and I do want to get you back in here, Mr. Wade, because I'd like to talk about what you guys are doing in this recruiting process because that, my friends, is one of the hottest things going right now 
with everything going on with COVID-19. So we'll review this off the air. We'll get you back in here maybe later this week or next week. That sounds good. Anytime. I'll be available for you. Always a pleasure, sir. Thank you again. God bless you. We'll talk this week and enjoy what's left of your Sunday night. All right. You as well. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. There he goes, Mr. Jason Wade. He's the CEO of Infinite Football. And, again, a job well done in so many ways as him and his group of guys and girls. I don't want to leave the ladies out because I saw a few ladies out there knocking it out, taking care of business and doing what needed to be done. I also want to thank Todd Helms and the Pinnacle Group. Uh, They played a major role. And he also said, of course, uh, Coach Reynolds. That's right, the head football coach over there, Ben Lippin, for you guys down here in the low country. He's a Citadel guy. You kind of expect the hospitality, but you also expect the discipline. And he had it. Boy, he was like the sheriff standing on the track protecting his uh, his love track and, and making sure the cleats stayed on the field. We got a break. We're going to try to catch up here, hopefully, in just a few minutes with uh, the one and only Daniel Wilcox. Of course, he played with the Baltimore Ravens. He was a captain. I believe he split about five or six years there with the Ravens. He was undrafted, but he did make his way in with the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 but he did win a Super Bowl ring with, well, Coach Chucky. That's right, when he was down there at Tampa. So a lot to talk about, and we got about another two hours to get it in, guys. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Southern Sports Central right here on Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome back. Hour one is done. We want to thank a couple of guys that joined us to tire us off at the hour one with Stacey Huff. He, of course, is with Watch Fox. They do Friday Night Rivals, brought to you by the guys over at Sonic. They will be in the stadium, hopefully, near you, coming in September. He uh, does a lot of things also during the high school weekend of championships. So you see him in uh, the 1A and 2A games. Uh, usually it's at another school, but then it comes to williams Bryce there in Columbia, where he's in the box calling the games for 3, 4, and 5A football. He is going to be doing a show right here on Monday nights and uh, waiting to get all that information together. But we're excited that we will have a guy in the Midlands covering it right here on Southern Sports Central. We're still we're, – we're pretty uh, – we're, we're pushing this one pretty hard as well, by the way, for you guys. Uh, the high school blitz that you guys know at 730, we're going to get in here with Miss B. She'll join us. She was actually there on Saturday with us as well. But uh, between her and Mr. Brown, we're going to be doing a show with those guys as well. So we're going to get you covered from the upstate to the lower state and everything in between. And now, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we are going to head back to the hotlines and we'll check in with the one and only former Baltimore Ravens, still ready to play some downs, if you ask me, Mr. Daniel Wilcox. What's up there, Coach? What's up, Richie? How are you, buddy? We're good, man. You get. I know you had a you had a to do list done. Were you able to knock it out today before we got you in here? No, man. I'm still on it, man. I, I got the grass and the yard <laughs> cut up, but I'm inside the house doing some some home projects right now, buddy. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for joining us here. You played your days in the pros with the Baltimore Ravens. We kind of educated me earlier, and I appreciated that because uh, for all that you've done, I want to make sure that I'm on point uh, of the beginning to the end, but. For those who don't know Daniel Wilcox, you played high school ball, of course, that led you to, to App State. You did some stuff over at Georgia Military College. But I want you to kind of tell us 
tell the listeners, uh, they saw you yesterday. Who couldn't miss you, man? I swear, I thought you still were playing some NFL football, but they said you'd retired. I said, okay, well, he could still play. But uh, where did it start and get us to today, if you don't mind, kind of give us a history lesson real quick. Real quick, Richie. So um, I started here in Atlanta, Georgia. I actually grew up in Decatur, Georgia, went through the Decatur City School Systems, graduated from Decatur High School, uh, committed to the University of Georgia to play wide receiver, and I didn't have my foreign language requirements, so I was NCAA and eligible to go Division One. Ended up going to Georgia Military Junior College. I made the decision on my own. Um, I had a full partial scholarship. That's what I like to call it, down at Georgia Military. Went down there, played two years, came out of there with one of the top five or six receivers in junior college football and ended up signing with Appalachian State um, up in Boone, North Carolina. Uh, when I first got to App State, I was ineligible the first year there as well. I transferred in. And I, was, I was one hour short trans- transferring. Classes at Georgia Military, I think, were three hours, and classes at App State was five hours. And somehow I ended up being one hour short um, in the transition over. So I ended up being eligible to play my first year at App. Set out the first year and then came back and played my next two. Um, came, I was the third receiver my first year at App playing. And then um, by towards the end of the season, I didn't like being the third receiver very much. And the tight end slash O-line coach, Stacey Searles, who's uh, I think down in the University of Miami right now, um, he convinced me to move from wide receiver to tight end. Um, towards the end of my junior year, my junior season, I played the last four or five games at tight end, caught more balls down the last four or five games than I did the entire season and decided to come back my senior year and play the position. Um, when I when I came back my senior year at App State, I had a really, really, really great breakout, breakout year and ton of ton of scouts started to come in and check out me and my buddy of mine, Corey Hall, and a couple other buddies, um, Troy Albee, all, all of those guys that came out of App State with me. And got a chance to go play for the New York Jets. You know, I had about 17 saying they was going to sign me. Uh, I mean, the 10 they was going to draft me the late rounds, like fifth, sixth, or seventh. Um, they called a couple of times saying, "Hey, man, we're going to pick you up with this next pick." And the draft basically just came and went. I didn't get, I didn't get drafted. Um, I, I kind of had that low pit in my stomach, and I kind of felt bad. But as soon as the draft was over with, my agent called me and said, "Hey, buddy, all right, now it's your turn to choose what team you want to go to." They missed out on choosing you. Now you get a chance to choose who you want to go to. So. I had a chance to pick between 10 teams, and um, I chose to go to the New York Jets. You know, Baltimore was number one on my list, but they drafted Todd Heap in the first round, and they already had Shannon Sharp, and they had Ben Coates, so they had three possible Hall of Famers on their roster. That means I was automatically going to be number four. And when I looked at New York, they had one first-round pick, which was Anthony Beck, the year prior, and they didn't draft any tight ends. They had another kid, um, another guy that backed them up named James Durth, who was the backup tight end, which was a starting long snapper. You know, so I felt like I had an opportunity to be number three there um, at, the, at, at the worst. You know, so when I went to New York, um, that started off my NFL career. And I played there for two seasons and left towards the end of my second season to go down to Tampa and won a Super Bowl in Tampa with John Gruden and Simeon Rice and Derek Brooks, Warren Sapp, Keyshawn Johnson, you know, Brad Johnson, all those guys down in Tampa. And, um, the next season, I started on special teams for Tampa. Tampa cut me, ended up overseas in NFL Europe. Played one season in Germany, and as soon as I got back, the Baltimore Ravens um, snagged me back up, and I ended up going back to Baltimore, and I stayed there for five seasons um, as a special teams captain, a starting H-back on the team, and it was me and Todd Heat was the two starting tight ends, and um, just made a career my, a career for myself in Baltimore, a name for myself in, in um, the city of Baltimore, Maryland, and then I retired and moved back home to Atlanta, Georgia, where the rest is kind of... I guess it's a long, long list of things I've been doing since I retired, but the Infinity program is, is one of those things. And um, 
Glad glad you had a chance to come out, Richie, to catch our first camp, man. I think it was a really good turnout, and I was really impressed with how hard the kids worked. Yeah, no doubt about it. You just heard the, the story, the testimony. I call that a testimony, by the way. Uh, you, you know, Coach, when you look at it, Daniel Wilcox joining us now all the way from the, the ATL over there, of course. Uh, they put some ballers from uh, that state of Georgia. We're talking a little bit about that before I get you out of here. But you, you mentioned the Infinity Camp yesterday. I thought you guys did a great job. We just had the CEO, Jason Wade, join us at 630. And, uh, you know, I'm going to tell him the same thing. I'll tell you the same thing I told him. I thought you guys, number one, as long as you were kind of walking around that field, guys were going to stay separated or you were going to make sure – they, they stayed separated. When I walked on that field, I was like, oh, my God, is that guy, is he for real? Like, is he play from Baltimore? Is he a Raven? That's a Raven. And, of course, you still look like you had a few downs in you. And, of course, so did the other kids. They would look over at him and look at you, coach, and say, yeah, I think he, we're just going to kind of go the direction you want us to go. But but you guys didn't have to right. really say it a whole lot. The DJ said it a lot because that was part of his repertoire. But, you know, hey, drink a lot, wear a mask, stay separated, stay off the track. That was kind of the four different things that they kept saying. But overall, kind of give me your thoughts and opinion because I know the biggest concern were the critics, the guys who said, hey, this is what's going to happen. But, you know, that was up to you guys, whether it happened or didn't happen. And I thought you guys did an incredible job maintaining every rule that was uh, needed to be put in place to keep this thing safe but keep it productive. Absolutely, man. Um, I was really impressed how, how things turned out as well. The kids did listen for the for the most part. I mean, when you got that many kids together, you know, and they they're in a competitive nature. It's kind of hard to get them to 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 adhere to all the rules. But it was really really important for me, um, for for what we what I stand for. And Jason, you know, Jason Gardner, you know, I mean Wade, you know, what he stands for. I just really 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 think that we wanted to push it hard with COVID nineteen being out here. We don't want any anybody to come away from this camp getting sick. Yeah, you got the kids signing waivers, but these are our kids. At the end of the day, they're our kids. I don't care. How many of them show up? If it's a thousand kids, these they, they're, they're the feature, right? So, you know, we want to make sure we protect our children as best as we possibly can. You know, I got kids, Jason got kids, and it was important for us to try to adhere to those rules and those guidelines that COVID nineteen presents. You know, so being able to get each kid an N ninety five mask, which is supposed to be the best mask you can give the children or people for the COVID nineteen um, requirements. Uh, we gave every kid one of those at check in. We tried to make sure they had gloves on. We tried to make sure they stay six foot apart as best we could. Um, and then we wanted to make – and we also had the temperature test, which is, you know, COVID could hide without having the temperature, but it's good to be able to see if a kid got a high temperature and when he comes out here to get it started because you can sit that kid down right away and keep him away from the rest of the kids, you know. So it's just it's one of those things, man, where we kind of tried to reinforce it as much as we possibly could. And as, as long as they was around each other at all, you know, have your mask on. Once you get up to do your drill, if you want to take the mask off so you can breathe a little bit better, we're fine. But as soon as that drill is over with, put your mask right back on. And we wanted to give them an opportunity to have, you know, with Zybet coming out, the, the same company that, that does all the combine drills, we wanted to give these kids an opportunity for the first time in their lives to kind of get that NFL combine type experience and see what laser timing is really all about. So I think it was pretty cool. Yeah, I would agree with you. We're live now with the former Baltimore Ravens, played his days at App State, done a few things, got a Super Bowl ring with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Daniel Wilcox joining us now from the ATL over here on the Tampa Farm Hotlines. And uh, the heat was there, no doubt about it. But, you know, I think you and a few other former NFL guys or current college guys, one of those currently heading to the NFL, T.J. Brunson, he kind of got an opportunity to get back to the community before he goes – and plays the New York Giants. But 
for you, you and I, we've never seen something like COVID-19. We've never seen a complete no. world. Let's not even say the United States, the world shut down like it was. And, and for you coming out of here, what were you expecting to see? And, and kind of recap what you did see when it comes to these athletes as far as their size, their awareness, their ability to run and, and still be in some shape there. What was, what was kind of your overall going into and coming out of? Well, I think I went into it thinking I was going to see a bunch of kids that was out of shape because I know through this whole COVID thing, the kids haven't been able to be with their teams, haven't been able to work out and train like they normally would. But I was really impressed with you, with, with the kids, actually, Richie. I mean, you, you saw coaches put their kids in vans and bring them up the road, you know, to come play. You know, you got kids traveling from Georgia and Virginia. You had kids coming from all all over the um, the East Coast to come down here to this camp, the first camp that we've ever done. You know, but I, I was super impressed with the athleticism of the kids that was out there. We had some kids that really, really jumped off the film, jumped off the tape. And as you watch these kids, you got some stud athletes that's going to come out of the state of North Carolina, South Carolina, state of Georgia, Alabama, Virginia. Like, it's going to be some, some really good high school football play once this COVID thing allows this thing to get back to normal. Um, I was really impressed with, you know, we didn't have any kids pass out. You know, we didn't have any kids, you know, overheat. We had a couple of pulls and stuff like that. I think we had one kid with a dislocated finger, you know, but for the most part, I mean, you know, it, it was really, really squeaky clean, man. The kids came out, had a great time. Um, the heat wasn't too much for them, and it was extremely hot. You know, that South Carolina heat is, is, is something serious. It's not it's not nothing to play with. You know, we tried to make sure we keep the kids hydrated as best we possibly can. BSN Sports did a great job with that. And, I mean, I just think everything just turned out phenomenal, man. Like, I, I was really impressed with the Florida camp. We got all the testing and stuff out of the way early, and then we let the kids, you know, do what they like to do best, and that's compete. And when it came down to competing, there was no hesitation in that department. You know, you heard some trash talking. You heard the kids, you know, really getting out there a little bit. You know, uh, you heard guys, you know, stuff is showing you their character, showing you if they had confidence or not, whether or not you, they wanted to separate themselves. You could kind of see towards the end of this whole camp you know, who are your studs and who are your standouts. And, you know, there's a couple of kids out here I really think made some names for themselves. And then when you go and watch Twitter at the end, you start getting on Twitter, uh, Richie, you start to see all these posts and tags and hashtags and people are – kids are really, really, really excited. And that's what I want. I want to get people excited about Infinity Football. I, I think we're the future of what, you know, this whole recruiting process thing is, this whole evaluation process is for parents and kids, you know, I think some parents waste a lot of time with their kids, Richie, trying to, you know, push them to Division One programs, if not a Division One player, you know. So it's pretty, pretty, pretty exciting. Yeah, no doubt. I'm going to get into that as we're live right now with the former Baltimore Raven. He was the captain, by the way, on the Ravens team for – did you play, you said, for the Ravens? Was it five or six years that you played over there under Baltimore? I played five years in Baltimore um, from 2004 to 2009, um, and that's where I played right. the most at – throughout my career and um the Ravens the Ravens is home, no Baltimore is home for me. I represent them more than anybody. Okay. Well you had that big C on your chest, but that stands for captain. There's only what, three captains on, <laughs> on the squad, right? Offense, defense, special teams, man. So you must be doing some special things over there. Uh, you, we talk leadership. This is something that, that that I don't say you can't be taught leadership, but most leaders are born with this thing and they come out, they do great things. How, how much did you have yesterday the opportunity? Because I know you did a lot of patrolling. You did a lot of making sure things were right. But did, did you have a chance? Because we are in unprecedented times, and we need unprecedented leaders like yourself, by the way. A captain in the NFL speaks by itself. Right. I mean, you just look at the C on your chest. That being said, did you have a chance to talk to some of these young kids? Because that's the biggest concern I have coming out of this, Coach, is, is that these kids, 
mentally are a little different. They're just, they, they, they've been challenged a bunch, and yeah, they've come out, but you and I both know through trials and tribulations, it, it takes a little bit out of you. What conversations, did any of these kids reach out and try to just get a little one-on-one with you? Yeah, I mean, towards the end, you know, a lot of kids walked up to me and introduced themselves. I didn't get a chance to talk to the kids um, this first camp, but, you know, that's something that I definitely want to do every single camp we do is, you know, stand in front of these young men and, and kind of give them something. I want to give each one of them a nugget that they can take with them. But I spoke with the kids throughout, you know, periodically throughout the camp. You know, if I saw them doing something wrong in drills, if I saw – like it was one kid that was leading the drills as a wide receiver. Kid really had great feet, good pad levels, just ran everything to perfection. I love the fact when kids jump up to the front of the line and take charge. You know, he was catching the ball in his line, and he wasn't turning around and bursting five or ten yards like he was going to score, going to score a point. And I always try to get kids to think like pros. I don't care what level you're on. I don't care if you're playing park ball, you know, middle school ball, high school ball, college ball, pro ball. You want to train like a pro every single day. Like every day you do exactly what the pros do. That's why they're pros. That's why they're great. They do the exact same thing every single time, you know. So I told this kid, I said, hey, man, like your line, I love the fact that you're leading the drill. You know, but your line isn't going to finish because you're not going to finish. You're the leader. So if you catch the ball and you run right back and give the ball back to the coach, then guess what? The next guy can do the exact same thing you do. But if you catch it and you burst three to five and then you tell the other guys, hey, man, make sure y'all catch it and get vertical, then that's what they're going to do. The kid did it the very next time, and then he bursted vertical. And then sometimes as a, as a player, you got to coach your coach. You know, your coach is busy, you know, trying to tell you everything else. He may forget that tidbit to tell you to go burst five or ten after you catch it. As soon as he did it and he started telling the other kids to do it, the other kids started to burst five every time they caught the ball. And then next thing you know, the coach said, that's right, man, go burst five. You know, that's without me saying anything to the coach. That's without me saying anything to the other players. That one kid showed, you know, valiant leadership. You had to tell them something one time. That's what I like to see out of my players. I like my players for me to be able to tell them to do something one time and then it sticks with them forever. And that's what makes you a pro. That's what that's what separates you from the rest of the guys. Because you can tell these guys all the time to do this, do that, and then you turn around and they don't do what you tell them to do. You know, so to be able to see that coming to fruition right before my eyes out here at the very first camp, I think we're on the right path. I think these kids, you know, got a bright future. Yeah, I think you guys have a bright future as well. As We're live right now with Daniel Wilcox, former Baltimore Raven captain. That's right. He was a captain on the group over there for five years. He's got a Super Bowl ring with Coach Chucky down there in Tampa Bay. Uh, and, and I want to kind of go back and forth a little bit, kind of like you'd see in a tennis match. Go back down there to Tampa. Man, you've played for a lot of great coaches. I've seen that quarterback guru on ESPN do some things. He's now out there in Vegas. I have to remember he's not in Los Angeles anymore. He's at Vegas. What was it like to play for Gruden, man? I mean, it, the stories have got to be kind of, uh, you know, what some may say with, with Steve Spurrier in Columbia or in Florida, it's got to be kind of like that, but in the NFL, right? Special character. You know, he's a character all on his own. You know, he, he got that face like the Chucky doll, and he's always making that animated face. You know, guys made for television. You know, he has a lot of energy. He has a lot of juice with him. Um, he brings a lot to the table. The one thing that I can say most about Gruden is that I think he has a genius mind when it comes to the offensive game planning and scheming things up. And um, he understands how to get his best receiver on your worst DB every single play. Um, he has he has a lot of genius in him. Um, the thing I think that I, I enjoyed most was being able to learn an offense that I've never learned. You know, he had a West Coast offense that was like nothing I've ever experienced before. Um, the hardest part about his offense to me was that 
there was never anything that was consistent. You know, like you have all your rules and every single defense or offense you ever play in. You have all your concepts and every offense and defense that you play in. He will give you a concept, and then whatever he will give you another word. That word would eliminate the entire concept, but it would be the exact same play. So it was it was one of the hardest offenses I think I've ever played in because every single thing was just straight memorization. He really challenged you as a person how how hard you were you were you're willing to put in the work to learn his offense because you can't just come in and kind of go through the motions and learn his offense. You got to know exactly what you're doing, exactly where you're going. And his his offense is probably one of the most wordiest offense I've ever been in. There's nothing simple about it. You know, it's very complicated, man. Um, it challenged me, um, extremely challenged me um, to be able to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when I was down there for that year and a half, man. And um, uh, I was blessed to be able to be underneath somebody like John Gruden because I think he is an offensive genius and he's a, he's a great offensive-minded coach. Um, I think he's still got some things to work on as far as, like, you know, getting your players to really, really get behind you. Because I really feel like if your players love you or they, if they like you, if they really believe in you 100%, I feel like they'll run through a brick wall for you. They'll play twice as hard for you. You know, um, you know, I know he had some he had some situations down in Tampa that could have definitely ended up a little bit better, you know, than what they did. You know, but he's one of the greatest coaches that you're going to probably – one of the greatest offensive minds that you're going to probably ever play for. Well, live right now, of course, he played for, uh, well, Coach Chucky, someone of us would call Coach Gruden. You would know him as, of course, down there in Tampa. He won a Super Bowl ring, so he's got a Super Bowl ring. He's got a captain on his chest that, you know, quite frankly, now he's a coach. He's giving it back to the community. And I tell you what, that's just what Atlanta builds. I don't know what's in the water over there. We, we're very close with uh, the, the, the group over there at Georgia State, of course, uh, that head coach and those guys over there. And, of course, we, you and I talked about it uh, off the air about uh, that uh, Cedar Grove group of guys. Holy moly, those kids are all about business and rings and captains and all that stuff as well. But we had a guy that you may have heard this name before, and uh, you, you started to kind of put things together, and uh, Eric Norwood. Eric Norwood is from Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken, went to South Carolina, also wasn't drafted, and he talked about – that feeling that went through his body when it was all said and done, but then that, that, that feeling after it was all said and done, it gets picked up by, uh, by I believe, the Carolina Panthers. To me, and, and hearing your story as well, it, it's about not giving up. It's about that hard work. may not pay off right now, but if you keep working hard, like you were just saying, you, you practice like a champion, you'll be a champion. Kind of tell us a little bit about that because some of these kids, I think, are going to have to go in that reserve tank during this upcoming season, whatever it looks like. You know, you, you, uh, this game is one of those games where you can't cheat. You know, you got to be 100% like in it. You know, it's like I try to explain it to the kids in a language that they understand a lot of times, man. And, and Richie, the way, they, the way this thing goes is if you cheat on this game, this game is going to cheat on you. You know, if you're willing to give every ounce of yourself to this game and don't cheat on it and, and, and put the time in, the effort, the energy is to prepare your body, your mind, you know, studying your playbook, um, working out, training, um, eating right, you know, drinking the right things, you know, not putting illegal substances in your body, and, and you really hone in and say, all right, I'm going to be a pro at what I do. I'm, I'm going to be the best on my team. I'm going to be the best in my city. I'm going to be the best in my state. I'm going to be the best in the world. And you dedicate you dedicate a lot of your time, like majority of your time to this game. You, you put the extra work in, this game is going to give you back so much, you know. And a lot of these kids, 
they they love to play it. They they have fun doing it, but they don't realize how much it really takes to separate yourself. And when you look at somebody like Kobe Bryant, you know, rest in peace, Kobe. When you look at somebody like him, and you see the amount of hours and stuff that he put in to perfect his craft, and you wonder why he's one of the greatest players to ever play the freaking game of basketball. You know, that's the exact same thing with football. You know, like I watch the Ed Reed watch film daily. You know, study it. Just study the film. Study the quarterback. Study his steps. Study his eyes. Study his body language. Study how he reads defenses. I've watched him break down quarterbacks over and over again. You wonder why he's a Hall of Fame safety because he put the work in. You know, he gave this game everything that he had. Ray Lewis gave this game every single thing that he had. I watched these guys train in the offseason. I watched them put work in. I watched them separate themselves year in and year out from the rest of the NFL. You know, you're special in this business because you're willing to give everything that you've got to be the best at what you do. And that's what makes you a pro. And that's what separates you from, you know, the guys that don't make it in college, the guys that don't make it in JUCO, the guys that don't make it in, um, in, 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 the, in the NFL, the guys that don't make it in Canadian football. And you wonder why some of your best athletes are sitting home because they continuously, continuously cheat on this game. You know, you've got to give this game as, as much of yourself as you possibly can if you want to be successful at it. There's the recipe right there for the one and only. Of course, he's the captain with the Baltimore Ravens in his days. He's won a Super Bowl championship. He's played at multiple levels for a few teams around the way. That is the one and only Daniel Wilcox joining us here for the first of many times here on the Tent Farm Hotline. He's part of that Infinity Football group that played yesterday a perfect game. I would say you guys did a perfect job getting these young men ready. You said this earlier, and I'm looking back at my notes. I write them down as you guys are, are talking on these uh, on, on these calls, and, and I do appreciate it, uh, Coach, uh, for the call here tonight to be a part of what we're doing and educating our, our youth and educating their parents. Let's be honest. I mean, some of these moms and dads, they don't know what it takes. They've never been here before. So how can they know? Yeah. Now, we all focus Absolutely. on that power five, right? We all focus on that power five. You, if I'm not mistaken, went to Georgia Military College, went to Ab State, right? And you made it to mm-hmm. the NFL. That was your goal. Your path was a little different, but it made you better. It made you stronger. It made you do what you needed to do. Again, being a captain in the NFL at any team is a big deal. And uh, that being said, give us the breakdown for these young men who I keep telling them, look, look at some of the smaller schools. Look at the HBCUs. Look at every opportunity that has a football program to continue your days of playing football. Any advice for these young men and, and to try to steer them to the school that best fits them? Yeah, you know, I, I think I, I think my advice for young players and parents all the all the time, Richie, is, and I think that's a great question, man. Um, you know, I really think my advice always, you know, for parents is that if your kid can play next level, go play next level. You know, it doesn't always have to be Alabama. It doesn't have to be Georgia. And you shouldn't feel bad if you don't make it to those schools. And you got kids don't understand the amount of scholarships that these teams have every year. You know, and this time when I was at Georgia State, when I was a director of recruiting, player personnel, NFL liaison, all that good stuff at Georgia State, I would try to get my parents to understand that Georgia only have four Division One programs. You know, it's the University of Georgia, it's Georgia State, it's Georgia Southern, and then um, who else is? It's one more. It's one more school that I'm forgetting right now. Um, maybe Kennesaw or something like that. Mercer, I think they Division One AA, FCS. Okay. Um, no, no, no. It's, it's Georgia State. University of Georgia, Georgia Tech, and Georgia Southern. Those are their four Division One programs. So if you want to play big-time football on the highest level, you got to go to one of those four schools. Okay, now Georgia, of course, is SEC. Georgia Tech is, is ACC. 
You know, Georgia State and Georgia Southern are both in the Sun Belt, you know. So everybody wants to play for the University of Georgia because everybody thinks they're SEC players. Every kid isn't an SEC player, but he can still play next level. So why waste your time taking your kid to Georgia? Why waste your time taking your kid to Georgia Tech if he's not an ACC, SEC caliber player? That doesn't mean he can't play football. That doesn't mean he's not good. Maybe he's a little bit too short. Maybe he's just not fast enough. Maybe he's just not strong enough right now. You know, maybe he's just not dynamic enough to get those schools to offer him over those over, over all the other players in the world. Now, recruiting has changed so much nowadays that, you know, each each of those teams, by the way, Richie, only got about 25 scholarships, 22 to 25 scholarships a year maxed out. If you think about that, you know, if you only got 25 scholarships, that means it's only 100 players that get a chance to play in the state of Georgia every year on scholarship. It's only 100 players. So, now, Georgia is not going to just recruit Georgia. They're not just going to recruit South Carolina. They're not just going to recruit, you know, Florida. They're not just going to recruit Cali. You know, they're going to recruit all 50 states and then some. Now you can find kids over in Australia. You can find kids over in Germany. You can find kids everywhere that can freaking play football. So why would you limit yourself to only get kids in your backyard, right? You know, so these parents right. don't understand that Georgia only got 25 scholarships. That means they can only bring in 25 guys at the most this year. So if they can only bring in 25 guys, they're looking at millions of kids all over the world. You got to be extremely special to be one of those 25. Extremely special. All right? And you look at Nike Top top 100. If you're not one of those Nike Top 100 players, most likely you're not going to get an offer from the University of Georgia. You're not going to the University of Georgia. Put it like that. You know, and kids don't mm-hmm. seem to get that. But they can't wait to go to the University of Georgia on a visit. Wasting their parents' time, wasting their time. You know, et cetera, et cetera. But then you got schools like Georgia State, Georgia Southern that's in there. Wait, Georgia Southern been a powerhouse forever. You know, um, so you got schools like that that you can possibly go to, and, and get a get a chance to go play Division One football. And then you still get a chance to play against your Alabamas or your Georgias from time to time, and, and really have the SEC experience, right? You know, but these kids constantly overlook. They constantly, they constantly overlook the Kennesaws, the Mercers, who also is Division One football. You know, and beat Division One teams all the freaking time. You know, they'll, they'll overlook yep. those guys. They'll overlook the Appalachian State. You know, they'll overlook um, the, 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 you know, the, the schools that's right on they, in their backyard that they can really go to and make a difference and a name for themselves. The NFL is looking for the best of the best of the best of the best. We don't care what school you go to. I don't care if you go to freaking Alabama. I don't care if you go to freaking Winston-Salem State. All I know is I want the freaking best of the best, period. And that's what I'm looking to find. I'm looking for the kid that got the right heart, that got the right mindset, that's not going to embarrass my program when I bring you in as a Raven Scout. I'm looking for I'm looking for the the of the elite of the elite. And by the time you come out of college football, you can pretty much tell who those kids are. If I don't draft you and you're coming out of Winston Salem State, I'm bringing you in for a trial, and I'm coming to take a look at you as a scout, and I'm I'm gonna give a real evaluation of you as a scout to my staff because I don't want to be the one that miss out on a kid that could possibly come in and change my entire program, period. And, you know, I was getting ready to say, if you could give any final words to the campers yesterday, I think you just did it. Bring yep. the good Lord on a Sunday night. <laughs> preaching the good preaching, man. I always say, <laughs> grow where you're planted. Sometimes you're just not planted in the bigger flower bed. You're going to grow in the smaller ones for different reasons. And, you know, when you start to see these kids at UNC Charlotte getting drafted, you start seeing these kids at other smaller schools getting drafted, you know, if it doesn't show you, then, then I don't know what will. And, again, you know, I'm, I'm a big guy down here, and Eugene, who, who produces the show and does a lot of tweeting for us, he'll tell you, man, and I play their music all the time, and that's Bethune-Cookman down in Daytona, man. I try to send more kids to 
you would think I was on their payroll. I'm not. Maybe I should be. Right. But I, I love what the band is, man. You can't beat the atmosphere. To me, again, you know, you don't get any opportunities if you're on the sideline. Right, Coach? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Go somewhere where you know you're going to enjoy it. And this is this is a tip right here, Coach. I'm going to give you this tip before I leave, Richie. I'm going to give you this because I, I, I feel wholeheartedly into this. Like, if you don't get recruited by the team of your dreams, if you do not get recruited by the college of your dreams, go to the school that you love the most. You know, like, go to the school that you say, all right, could I raise my family here? Could I get married in this city? Could I be here forever? Like, you know, when I'm done playing ball, by that time, I should have a fan base in college. I should have a college fan base. And if I can't live in that city, and I can't get a job in the city that I played in, you know, that's extremely rare. You know, most of the time your fans are people that are wealthy or alumni members that went to that college that have played there, that either played there or went to school there or have kids that go there, and they can't wait to hire you as an as a ex-football player that played and blood, sweat, and tears for that university. So if you can live in that city and you think your city is beautiful and this is somewhere that you wouldn't mind living the next five to ten years of your life maybe, then you should probably pick that school. You know, regardless of what the football program looked like, give back to that to that neighborhood and that community, and then most likely you're going to find yourself, you know, getting married, raising your family there, and becoming a, a, an adult, like a real citizen in that community. You know, and that I think those are, are, are words of a man that's been through everything. You know, like I went to school in Boone, North Carolina. I love playing at App State, love winning rings. You know, but at the end of the day, I don't want to stay in Boone, North Carolina the rest of my life. I don't want to raise my kids there. I don't want to, you know, so – when you, when you start to think about that, you know, your future, you know, put those thoughts in your mind as well. You know, don't forget about, you know, future. Don't just look at football and winning a ring right now. Rings are temporary. Rings get lost. You know, memories don't. Mm. Can't have said it any better myself, and I don't have the experience that you got. I got mine, but it's probably not anywhere near what sells many books as yours would. Uh, and, Coach, I appreciate you. As I told you before when we talked on the phone earlier today, come on to Charleston, man. I got some people I'd love you to talk to, some young kids. We can go try to make an impact in their life. And then, you know, Charleston's got some pretty good eating down here, man. You know, we'll find some hot spots to eat at and, and uh, kind of just hang out and have a good time uh, in between talking to some of these young people, buddy. Yeah, well, you're talking my language, Richie. So whenever you're ready, man, or whenever <laughs> I get a shot, I'll definitely swing up your way, man, and come hang out and talk to these kids and, and, and help you any way I possibly can, man. And, um, you know, let's put some of this stuff together. Let's put it on paper. Let's put, let's get down and sit down and talk a little bit, man, and figure this whole process out. And then we can make this thing happen. Well, I'll make it a whole tour. We'll come up there and hang out with you for a whole week and we'll go to school to school. Hey, I love it, man. Now that's my language. See, so we're going to have a good time. No <laughs> doubt. Enjoy the rest of your evening there in Atlanta. If you run into Darnisha and of course, uh, Bryson and those guys, man, tell them we said hello. And again, thanks for all that you have done. Thanks for all that you're doing. I want to say thank you for all that you're going to do in the future. And I know the good Lord's got you in his hands and you're doing all his work. So appreciate you. And, uh, again, we're here if you need us. Thank you, Richie. Make sure you keep fubbing Infinity Football, man. We're doing everything we can to get this brand out here, and we're going to continue to take over this market and, and help these kids transform their lives and, and evaluate them the right way so they can understand exactly what level they should be playing on and where they should be putting all their energy towards. So I appreciate you for bringing us on. I know Jason appreciated it as well. We're trying to do some really different things with Infinity Football, man, and I hope these kids see it. All right. Thank you, Richie. Appreciate you having me on, brother. Take care. You got it, buddy. Enjoy the rest of your day. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. I've never had. I get to check that box now. Daniel Wilcox is a captain 
in the NFL. When he played his days with the Baltimore Ravens, of course, he's now a scout, but he's doing so many great things. I think he's going to do greater things now that he's been in the league and he's learned the things and he's had the experiences. He now can give it back to the community, and we're going to be a part of that. I'm excited to build this friendship that we have and have him come down here. We'll take him to Oceanside, Somerville, Fort Dorchester. We'll go down there to Burke High School. We'll hang out in any high school. If you want us to come down and you're in Charleston, hit us up on social media, and I'll have this guy ready to rock and roll. And trust me when I tell you, if you want him to get your guys in check, he can do that too. This dude looks like he can come off the end. He's every bit of a defensive end. I don't, I'm just telling you, the guy's got it. So we're going to go to break. We got to do it. We're behind schedule. We'll catch back up because coming up next, we head back to Columbia, South Carolina with the high school blitz as all Miss V. She's hung out with us yesterday. We'll talk to her and see her thoughts, her opinions on this Infinity Sports, uh, the football program yesterday and all the campers that were around all of us, guys. We'll be right back. You're listening to Southern Sports Central right here on Blog Talk Radio. I got the horses in the back, horse stock is attached, head is mad at black, got the bushes black to match, riding on a horse, ha, you can whip your Porsche, I've been in the valley, you ain't been up off that forest now, can't nobody tell me
Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Elman here live on Southern Sports Central. Of course, uh, I want to thank our last guest that just joined us, uh, Mr. Daniel Wilcox, all the way from the ATL. He was in Columbia, South Carolina. He is on the board with the guys over there at Infinity Football, and they did a great job putting together a camp. I'm going to be honest with you. The challenges were there. Everything worked out perfect. I, I really think for the amount of kids, for the numbers that were there, everything that was happening, uh, I thought they did a great job. And uh, I want to thank him as well as Jason Wade, the CEO of the company over there as well, for joining us at 6.30 and 7 o'clock. The knowledge that Daniel Wilcox dropped as well, I thought for you athletes, hopefully you enjoyed it as, as much as I did. I know we're out here on social media at SO Sports Central. You can follow us there to get all the quotes from all the interviews. Eugene Benton does a great job of putting that together. You can find us on Facebook at Southern Sports Central. We got to go back to the hotline. Of course, this segment, again, brought to you by our friends over at Gurren's Pharmacy. You can find them at 140 South Main Street in downtown Somerville or on the web at gurrenspharmacy.com. And without further ado, to the Temp Farm Hotlines we go. Miss V, the first lady of the high school blitz. What's up, Miss V? How you doing? Good evening. Hello. How are you? Well, I'm not as tired as I was this time yesterday, and I'm sure you're feeling oh the same God. way, but holy moly, what? 109 degrees felt like 180. <laughs> yes. Yes. It was very hot well, outside. It, it, it's awesome to get you in here because, you know, Kim comes in from time to time, and, uh, you know, he does a good job. But you know what? You, you clean it up a lot better when it's used, and, and, and it looks a lot better over there with you. So we're going <laughs> to. Try to use you and Ken a little bit, you know, you a little more, him a little less. And I know he's listening. That's why I'm talking a little smack to him. But I thought it was kind it's of okay. unruly. I, I mean, the hottest day of the year, he sent you out there. What's that? I know. How convenient was that, that none of the guys were available? <laughs> that was real convenient. That was convenient. But it was, I got it was borderline miserable. Uh, I'm going to go ahead, and, and I'd like to get your side of it, because I know we've partnered up with you guys at the high school blitz. You guys, of course, uh, you know, he lives in the upstate. You live in the middle of the state, and I'm down here in the low country. So I've got the coast, you've got the middle, and he's got the upper half of the state. So we got you covered with these two companies together. But from your side, from your point of view, uh, what was your take on it? And, and, and you and I talked before you came on, but, you know, what were you looking for, and what did you see when you finally walked out and, and went to the house? Well, um, the main thing that I was looking for, because, you know, with all all the things that are going on with COVID-19 and um, the spike in the numbers and not necessarily a spike anymore, it's just, it, it just remains high and just keeps continuing to climb. But um, I know how important football is to uh, kids, especially kids that, uh, may not see a feature in anywhere else. Uh, some kids would be lost without it or any other sports for that matter. Um, but at the same time, it, it definitely is a health care concern. So I really wanted to see just how they were going to manage um, the number of kids and also be responsible and the way they handled um, that process. So to be honest, I think they handled it as well as they could. Um, It was very organized, so that was definitely a plus. Um, From the gate 
to inside the field. You know, they handled it really, really um, professionally. Uh, it was, like I said, it was well organized, and they definitely had the kids in mind um, and their protections um, during that time. So I was really impressed with the entire process and them trying to make sure that they uh, are as cautious as they possibly can be. We're live right now. The first lady of the high school bliss, Miss V, is checking in with us for the first of many times. She's been quite busy with a lot of athletes around the state of South Carolina. These uh, athletes need as much exposure as they can. So we do the radio. We do the public part of, uh, of course, uh, the world of social media. And I see you staying quite busy doing a lot of it. looks like Zoom one-on-ones. And I think that's another great idea and just something else that we're all offering these young men to help get the word out. Kind of tell us a little bit about where that came from and how much you've enjoyed uh, getting to know these kids a little bit more than, than maybe the normal. Well, um, it's uh, it's definitely something I, I enjoy doing. And uh, it really started with the Scott twins, Aries and AC Scott. That's where it really, really started. The uh, high school blitz guys, they, uh, wanted to, I guess, get me a little more involved with the kids. Usually I'm behind the scene in um, organizing different projects, reports, um, the website, uh, whatever form, any, any, all of the, you know, the technical things. And um, But as I have learned um, or interacted with some of the guys on social media, um, I began to take on that mother hen role, um, and a lot of them that I started to watch and started to um, see on film, and you know, just their personas on on social media, it made me want to get to know them more. I'm a uh, I'm a mother. I am a mother, so I tend to mother people that I come across. And um, what better way to help people, especially kids, than to get to know who they are, their personalities, uh, and that sort of thing? Because you can tell you can tell any coach, any college coach, or anyone that's asking, um, they can look at film, they can look at stats, but uh, all of those things are you know, for anybody to see, but it doesn't really tell you about the heart of the person. And not only do you want a talented, uh, professional, hardworking athlete, but you want somebody that's going to be uh, a good representative for your, your school, for your team, and just represent themselves in a, a good way. And what better way to find out what kind of kid you have than to get to know them personally. Um, and I've done that, and these these interviews have helped to do that even more. Even the ones that don't make the interview, I still talk to them uh, on social media, giving them, you know, advice and that sort of thing from a different perspective, if you will. And I really enjoy it, and they seem to really enjoy it as well. It was like picking teeth trying to get these interviews and now it's okay, now I gotta do this every week because I can't get to everyone. 
Yeah. No doubt about it, as we're live right now, of course, uh, with the First Lady over there with the High School Blitz, Miss V. And, again, we just tweeted out one of the full interviews there as uh, she spoke with uh, a couple of guys uh, that you want to check this out. She does a great job at it. And like you said, it, it's the hardest thing, Miss V, to get them in. But once you got them in, man, they just want to keep coming back for more and more yeah. and more. And we yeah. like that. It's just the timing part of it sometimes is the hardest thing. But but I love the angles that you went. I've watched a couple of your videos actually over the weekend. And, you know, I had about an hour and a half ride from Somerville to Columbia to Ben Lippin uh, to that stadium mm-hmm. up there. So I, I was able to kind of catch up with some stuff there and do a lot of paperwork because I, I was able to, to kind of be a rider on the way up instead of driving like I normally do. But, you know, mm-hmm. when we looked at some of our athletes yesterday, Ms. V, did anybody – and, again, I know there were so many great athletes yesterday. But there, was there anybody that kind of caught you off guard? You were like, wow, I knew you were good. Or I have heard about you, but I didn't realize that you had what you had when it came to maybe the speed or you saw the agility or just something that stood out yesterday. Um, there were a lot of guys and um, a lot of guys that were from different states that um, I didn't know at all, but I was impressed with. Um, and then, of course, the guys um, that I blip guys that were normally – uh, used to seeing they were there and and it's like you know it was like a family reunion you know um, so it wasn't any surprise really to me who they were um, or how they did uh, I did I did mess with uh, Marshall Skoloff because uh, I always I call him happy feet because he's you know he's in the back and he's he's in that pocket back there just dancing around uh, trying to get rid of that ball trying to find the open man and so I always call him Happy Feet, but then I saw him um, doing some running at the at the camp, and I was like, I didn't know, I knew your feet could move, I didn't know the rest of you moved like that either. So that was uh that was that was pretty funny. Um, it was just you know it was good to catch up with the guys that I have done interviews with and um, see some of the guys um, while I may not have been able to talk to them, um, but just to know that they were there and they were doing their thing like uh Paris Ferguson and and uh Xavion. I did actually catch Xavion on video. Um but it was really it was really good to see see them out there and for them to do their thing. Yeah. Live right now the first lady she comes to us from the capital city of South Carolina, Columbia to be exact with the high school blitz. Very lucky, very fortunate to have, have partnered with these guys, and now to have her in here with us on uh, the first of many. I don't know whether or not uh, you kind of saw this coming because uh, you know the other guy in the upstate. He, he doesn't like the camera. He likes the, he likes the radio. He's pretty good at the radio stuff. I got to give him some love there. Yeah, and we're hoping to work with you guys. To, oh yeah, well we're trying to break him a little bit when it comes to that because we would love it. And I say this on the air because uh, you know it's on the internet it's got to be true and so. We are on the internet, so I'm going to say this. I would love the opportunity for you guys, all of us, to let's do like a, a Wednesday night show where we just recap the talent around the state and, and we talk about some of the guys and maybe even get them in. But we got three hours. I'm good. I feel pretty good between the four or five of us that are here now that we can we can have a pretty solid show and and do something special because I know you and I and, and some of the other guys, Coach Smitty and some of the other coaches, we're looking to hopefully do the same thing we saw yesterday. Right, we we, we were yeah. trying to do it again in the upstate. We had something set twice here in the Low Country, you know. And, and I still feel pretty good that down the road, that's still something that we could do. 
You know, but when, when you looked at yesterday, and, and I haven't been to many of those. I've seen a lot of them on TV. I've seen and heard a lot of things about them. But I really thought those guys, for the first time, they were a lot better than some of the third and fourth timers that I've seen not only around the state, but maybe around the country. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. I, I really do. Um, there was a lot of great talent out there, a lot of great talent. And, um, again, I'll say with the, the, the organizers, I think they did as good as could expect it. Um, when you look at the pictures of seating, um, because they, they show a lot of guys, they show um, guys uh, without their masks on, um, and so it's, it's, it's really deceiving as to the broad picture. And because from from the gates, you know, they pass out the um, the masks and the very nice masks. I I was shocked at the night how how good a mask they were. I'm like, wow, these are great masks. Uh, my mask that I have to wear at work is not this good. So you know, but I I was happy to see that. And it, not just the kids, but everyone got a mask. Everyone had to you know, sign um, a waiver and uh, ask, or ask questions about those symptoms and had their um, temperature scanned and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, I know a waiver is, you know, it doesn't cover a lot, but it shows um, it shows good intent, if, if that makes sense to you, um, to make sure that the people that are, are attending are, um, are, one, honest, and two, um, that they're well as can be expected, and they, the DJ did a great job in, in uh, keeping to you know keeping up, reminding them to not just wear your mask when you're not actively participating in an event, but to also hydrate, and that was so totally mm-hmm. important because it was a scorcher out there, and was. Um, I was just glad I had I just glad. You know that I had something, and but they went around passing out the waters to the guys and just making sure that they hydrate, making sure that you know that they had those masks on when they weren't participating. And now, like I said, it was a scorch out there, so I get it when the guys would like pull their masks off. Um, there, I had to pull mine off quite a few times unless I was like uh, talking to someone. Otherwise, you know, just. Yeah, if I'm by myself or away, you know, I have it all. But, you know, that was my time to take it off and just, you know, just trying to cool off a little bit. But I think the most part, you know, they did as well as they could, you know, be expected. Kids will be kids. They're, you know, you just can't control every situation. Um, And I think that was really good of them. And, And to be totally honest, I, the only thing that, I think that could have been better is the same way they were um, asking the kids to put their masks on and reminding them to hydrate. Those reminders, there should have been a reminder for them not to, you know, conjugate and gather. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, you can see that a couple of coaches would do that and tell them to spread apart, but um, I think it would have been helpful if they would have made those constant reminders on the uh, with the DJ to do that to, you know, kind of help those guys as well. But overall, like I said, I think they did a great job. It was definitely better than I expected. And trust me, I was there 
to look for those things. I was there to look right. for those I mean, not just to see those kids, but just to look for, you know, because <laughs> I want to make sure they're safe, you know, or as safe as can be expected, you know, and I have to keep saying that, you know, because you can't control every situation and every person. So Mm -hmm. you can only do what you can do and, you know, be responsible um, for what your part is and how you at least try to uh, maintain your safety. No doubt about it. And of course, she's the mother bear of the company here over there, of course, uh, with uh, the guys at the high school blitz and with us partner with them. That means, well, she's, She's got that title over here as well. So, uh, you know, you got that motherly right. instinct in her, and she's going to come out here and do her thing. She's going to make sure the studio is clean. We got this thing undercover. Trust and believe me. Uh, and, uh, again, <laughs> I, I agree with you on everything you said there. And, 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 and unfortunately, and, and no knock to you guys, of course, uh, you know, I know Stacy Huff, he went out with the same objective as I did and you did. Uh, but, but on behalf of Jason Wade, who invited all of us out and made us feel at home, of course, uh, Todd Helms and Daniel Wilcox and everybody that was out there that was a part of this affinity group, uh, you know, we were going out to make sure, right? Because that's yeah, our job. Yeah. Those are our athletes. Yeah. Right? We don't just get exactly. to love on them on that one time. No, we love on them 365 exactly. days a year. You know, it's kind of like I say, when I'm on the radio side of the world, and I'm calling play-by-play, I'm calling every play. I don't take a playoff. Yeah. I'm not a defensive coordinator. I'm not an offensive coordinator. I'm coordinating the whole game, and I'm doing that for these exactly. kids, making sure I'm coordinating the game of life. So if by chance that you are looking for your results, guys, from yesterday, I'm getting this coming in right now, that Zybeck Sports, that's Z-Y-B-E-K, or B-E-K Sports, is telling us that all results have been sent to our, to, out to the emails that they had on file. Contact them if you have not received them. So you want to go to ZybeckSports.com to find their email address, and that, again, is Z-Y-B-E-K-S-P-O-R-S-T-S.com. I said that right. Make sure you follow me. Retweet that, again, on all of our outlets. Uh, on behalf of all of us uh, you know, here at Southern Sports Central, it's finally nice to get you in here with us. Ms. V, we look forward to doing a lot of things. I know if, when, and how we're going to work a couple of these junior games. I know we're, we're hoping to still kind of get that together. We're going to broadcast the game here oh, on yeah. Southern Sports Central. You do all the – if I'm not mistaken, are you the media patrol? Is that what – that's kind of – that's also your game? Pretty much. Uh, well, well – I thought so. Sort of. The guy – well, we, we all kind of uh, jump in. I let the coaches – I let the guys um, mind the inboxes and those sorts of things because those use like, specific questions or specific things that they're looking for. But um, if there's any – you know, anything – look, anything important <laughs> – then that's when I jump in. Or they'll just say, they'll say, you know, see Ms. B, or they'll send me a text and say, hey, Ms. B, uh, this person's having this problem, you know, can you reach out to them, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, like gotcha. I said, I'm, I'm definitely a mother hen. I'm that person. I'm that mom that sees her, her son on or her daughter on TV robbing the store, and I'm like, that's not my baby, you know. Um, <laughs> so that's just – that's just how it is. No doubt. Real That's quick before we get you out of here, how do we find you? How do we find you on social media? How do these guys get in touch with uh, the the first lady over there with the high school blitz and Southern Sports Central, of course, Miss V? How do we find you directly on social media, though? Well, if you want to find me directly on on Twitter, which is you is you is my I guess you can call it my hangout place, Miss um, V. Um on Twitter, and it's at 
MRS underscore V as in Victor, F as in Frank, R-I-E-R-S-O-N, at Mrs. V. Frierson. I tell you what, um, I have all of us, all of you over there, but you do, and of course, uh, and, and, and keeping up with that gentleman in the upstate, a job of its own. I hope he gives you a raise, but uh, the High School Blitz uh, partnered uh-huh. up Southern Sports Central back in December, so we're looking forward to it. We got big things. We need this COVID to get out of the way so we can show how to run this state. We got you covered from uh, the top to the bottom, That's and right. you, of course, you're taking care of the middle, so we appreciate you, Ms. V. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday night. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Good night. Always a pleasure. All right, guys, so we got to go to break. Reset, come back. We're going to stay in Columbia. We've been in Columbia all weekend. How about this? Coming up next, Wes Mitchell joins us for the first time in quite some time in the Gamecocks. How about this? They got a big-time commit out of State Virginia. What? We're going to talk about that. Also, with what he does with Gamecock Central is recruiting. So for all you guys who are wondering how is recruiting going or how do you go about recruiting, how is the guys like Wes Mitchell finding you? We're going to find out when we come out of break, guys. Top of the hour three coming up next. Don't go anywhere, guys. You're listening to Southern Sports Central Live right here on Blog Talk Radio, guys. And like that, we've got two in the books, the final one on the way. But before we head to the hotlines, we want to thank Daniel Wilcox, who, of course, uh, joined us at hour number two at 7 o'clock. He was a former Baltimore Ravens captain on that team for five years, played his days at App State, was at Georgia Military College. We mentioned he played for Coach Chucky down there at Tampa Bay. They won a ring, by the way, when he was there. And, of course, now he's part of this whole Infinity football group where they did a great job yesterday putting together a camp. And uh, the guy looks like he still has a few good downs in him. Now, that being said, we want to thank him for his time, as well as all the energy and the effort that these guys gave to our state just yesterday. Now, also, Ms. V joining us from the High School Blitz. want to thank her for her efforts and energy way before you see them, because, again, what happens behind, you know, these uh, computers and everything, it, it have no idea. You get to see the final product. But just like the next man that's coming up, Wes Mitchell, these guys, when you're asleep, they're at work. So let's get him to work real quick because we're going to go ahead back to the hotline. Wes, what's up, big guy? Hey, what's up, man? How y'all doing? Good, man. We're hanging in there. It's good to see you yesterday. Man, it's kind of funny, man. It's, it's kind of like an anchorman moment. Every time we get somewhere and there's like seven of us and we all come from different avenues, Fourth State paper was there. You had that guy, Mike Yuba. I had to get to, I had to learn his name, how to say it because it's not spelled the same as the way it says. And, of course, he's over there with his thing and, you and I, we go back a little bit of ways. You've been in here with me a few good times, and I get to see you run in the sidelines in Charleston. But, uh, man, how's the fam? How's everything, man? You guys making it out okay? Yeah, we're good, man. It, it was uh, it was actually yesterday. It was just good to get some, you know, social interaction, man. I mean, obviously, um, everybody's been a little bit limited with COVID, and um, you know, I'm. I mean, I'm not. I'm not locked in my house, I guess, but. Uh, I've only sort of got my my small group of friends. I've kind of just been seeing a little bit lately, so uh, it was cool to actually get out there and see a little bit of, you know, a little bit of football, see some media guys, and um, you know, just just get back out a little bit, man. Yeah, no doubt. Now, of course, uh, Wes Mitchell is with the Gamecock Central guys. He does an incredible job with all the articles and all the interviews. 
and it doesn't just happen. He's got to go out and do some homework, and he's got to follow up and make sure that's what's going on. He's one of the many midnight warriors of social media that uh, you get up in the morning, and there it is. It's like bringing your breakfast in bed. Now, that being said, boy, how about the uh, the lunch that was served for the Gamecocks today out of the state of Virginia picking up, if it's, I believe it's their biggest commit at this point. Yeah, George Wilson, the kid out of Prince uh, – Excuse me, Green Run, uh, Virginia, uh, Virginia Beach, uh, there, Green Run High. And, uh, you know, honestly, man, this, this is a guy that I, I think South Carolina needed, both from a standpoint of having, you know, sort of that edge rush, pass rush guy that you almost have to have, having one of those guys in this class. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to be a good defensive line class all the way around, but the, the other guys that I think they have committed and that they're in good shape with, really just don't quite fit the same mold that you have with George Wilson. And, you know, this is a kid that South Carolina really has had to battle for. Obviously, to go up to Virginia, you're going out of state. Um, it, it's it's a process, man. They, they really battled North Carolina, battled Penn State. I would say those were probably South Carolina's two biggest competitors on this kid. And, you know, I would say maybe two or three weeks ago, you know, most people thought it was not going to be the Gamecocks, but they really – uh, kept working it, pushed hard, and uh, were able to land the big commitment today. Big time commitment for the Gamecocks. Of course, uh, the news broke around the time I was rolling out of church, I believe. And uh, I tell you, some prayers were answered for South Carolina today out of the <laughs> likes of the state of West, excuse me, for Virginia there. Of course, West Mitchell was all over it with GamecockCentral.com. You can find them over there on the World Wide Web doing it and doing it big. Now, Recruiting is something, that, and that's a good segue because so many kids keep asking me, well, with COVID-19 and recruiting, how is West Metro finding me? He can't, he's not in my town. He's not running down my sidelines. How hard has it been for you guys to stay in touch with and get film? And, and uh, what are you encouraging athletes from your point of view to get the film out to not only, you know, so that you guys can watch it, but so the other guys and, of course, uh, the coaches can get in touch with it? Yeah, man, it, it's difficult on them. It really is. And, I, you know, I'm not even so – from a kid's perspective, I'm not even so much worried about, you know, do I see it or do the other Internet guy sees it, you know, see it. I, I think the big thing is, uh, you know, you got to find a way for the coaches to see you. And, um, you know, I, I think it's been, it's been tough because, you know, the way I break it down, basically during the time that we've had COVID was the time that normally you would have had – what I call, um, you know, the the business run camps, similar to what we were at, uh, you know, yesterday. But, you know, rivals, Under Armour, all your different camps that were going on or were scheduled to be going on in March and April, obviously those got canceled. Uh, spring practice is actually a huge time, not just for high school coaches to get their kids ready, but for college coaches to go watch them. So, you know, obviously that was wiped out. And then summer, the month of June, is when all your colleges are having their college camps, inviting the high school kids to come work out on their campuses. And obviously that was taken away too. So the way I look at it, you really have three stages that have been taken away from the kids where they could have, you know, garnered more interest from either college coaches or been able to build some of that online buzz from people like myself and others. So, you know, I really feel for them. I, I think – Part of it is just continuing to do all the right things off the field, doing what their coaches ask them to do, doing above and beyond what their coaches are asking them to do. Because, honestly, right now, man, college coaches 
are sort of are sort of locked in a position where a lot of their evaluation has to come from those high school coaches. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of calling from college coaches to the high school coach. Hey, is this is this kid a worker? Is this kid a guy that goes above and beyond? Am I getting a good human being? Um, you know, so college coaches when they can't put eyes on a kid themselves, they sort of have to rely to what they're hearing from their high school coaches, from the principals, from all the people around the high school kids in the community. So, you know, I, I think that's a big part of it. Um, you know, the other side, I and you know, I think getting out to the Infinity Camp, uh, my friends with, you know, EPT, Carolina Explo- Exposure, those guys. I know they got a camp coming up. Um, getting to some of these camps if you're still under the radar is good and uh, you know man we saw the NFL guys do virtual combines I really think this might be the time depending on what the rules are in your area if you're allowed to like get out there with your high school coaches at some point or with a trainer or with somebody you trust maybe the kids are going to have to start putting some stuff down on video where you know, maybe you have a guy time you in the 40, have a guy time you in the shuttle and actually video it and then show the stopwatch on the screen. If you if you go just go to YouTube and search Tavian Feaster uh, combine, it'll pop up where Tavian actually did a virtual combine, did a video and just sent it to all the NFL teams this past, uh, you know, this past year because all, all the little, um, you know, the, the camps at the schools where the college guys were, we're going and trying to get seen by NFL teams. All those got canceled too. So you kind of have to get creative with it. So I think any of the videos you can do like that, and I'm not talking about like stylized, like uh, edits, like music video type stuff that are cool to look at. I'm talking about more get down to business, give the coaching staff three or four or five minutes of you doing one-on-ones, of you running through drills and you showing them, how much you know how you've improved since last year because right now I know I'm giving you a super long-winded answer man but right now all they have to go off of is that tape from last year and you may be if you're a senior right now hopefully you're a completely different dude than you were this time last year yeah I mean right off with you that's the right answer to me I love it I didn't matter how long or short it's what the kids need to hear because I'm seeing this uh one thing before I get you out of here a couple different things one is is that you're seeing these kids commit a little bit earlier. Is this the reason? And, again, you've been covering recruiting for the Gamecocks for a long time. But by the Gamecocks, you see a lot of kids that you think might come to South Carolina or might go here or there and anywhere. You're seeing them commit early. You're seeing this happening, Mm -hmm. kind of trending now. Do you feel like they're doing it now because of the uncertainty of this upcoming season and them not wanting to lose that one spot? Absolutely. I I think in some cases our college coaches – pressure will Muschamp has talked about this are some college coaches putting pressure on a kid hey go ahead and commit you might lose you know if three other guys commit at your position then we're full you need to get your spot if you want to be a part of our program are college coaches doing that absolutely but also you know man I mean in some ways let's just look at this for more of a practical uh logical standpoint if I'm sitting out there and I'm and FBS, you know, I'm a, I, I'm an athlete who has scholarship offers, and I have a committable offer to a program I really like. And there's so much uncertainty in the world right now. Is it really that bad of an idea? You know, like you you may not be certain. And 
you might even change your mind five months from now. But, I mean, honestly, considering that we don't even know right now what's going to happen with the high school football senior year, if if I've got an opportunity to have my education paid for and a coach wants me and I have a good relationship and I trust the coach, is it that bad of an idea to go ahead and, and you know, sort of take what you have there? Maybe, you know, maybe not. Right. I like it, and, and you're seeing a lot of things, a lot of trending here. As, as even if you look at some of the sites around the world of social media, kids are committing on a regular basis. Let me ask you this: You're seeing the the likes of three schools. I'm going to go two schools that are really. Well, I'll go three. We'll go three schools in the state of, that are not in the state of South Carolina, but they've got a lot of pull. It seems like coming in our state. Number one, North Carolina. Mac Brown has done a great job with his group coming in our state, talking to our kids and getting them to get out of state. Tennessee. Boy, Tennessee is doing an incredible job doing the same thing. And then Navy. I don't know where Navy came from, but Navy's had a lot of success out here in our state as well. Your thoughts on those three schools and, and them having the ability to come in here and take our kids to three totally different type of schools and, and get these kids to sign up? Yeah, you know, I think those schools do, um, you know, a good job. I think obviously North Carolina coming in and getting J.J. Jones from Myrtle Beach I think was a – uh, you know, a, a good recruiting job from them. You know, I, I think, and and obviously for South Carolina, going head-to-head sort of with, with North Carolina on George Wilson, uh, I think that was a much-needed big win for them just to kind of get a, you know, get a win over North Carolina in, in this recruiting cycle. I, I think the interesting thing going forward will be can North Carolina, can Tennessee parlay it to getting guys from this state that a South Carolina, you know, or a Clemson truly won't. You know, I, I think with J.J., obviously, you know, put one on the board for North Carolina. They got a guy that South Carolina had offered and wanted. I think a lot of the guys Tennessee has gotten the last couple of years are not necessarily guys that South Carolina has had offers out to. So, you know, I, I would look at, a, you know, Tyrion Ingram Dawkins out in Gaffney. He's the kid South Carolina's trying to keep in state. Obviously, Tennessee, North Carolina. Georgia, maybe some Alabama. You got all these programs right around South Carolina that are trying to pull them out of the state. So I think the key for South Carolina is the guys you really want, like that kid. You got to keep, you got to keep North Carolina. You got to keep Tennessee. You got to keep these bordering programs from parlaying a few recruiting wins into really just taking some guys that you know that you that you wanted. Yeah, I'd agree with you here as we're live, wrapping it up for the final question here. Come and see all the way from Columbia, South Carolina, West Mitchell, GamecockCentral.com's very own. Now, Wes, i got to ask you the hardest question of the night. Do the Gamecocks play <laughs> in the spring? Do they play in the fall? Do they play each other? What is your crystal ball that you bought from Walmart? You know, that little black ball, if you shake it real good, what's it telling you uh, oh, when God. it comes to the season? <laughs> um, what, what's, the, uh, what's the little answer on the – on the eight ball, that's that's just like I have no idea. Uh, shake, shake again, or, or still yeah. uh, still blurry. Um, answer is yeah. answer is unsure. I don't I don't know, man. I uh, you know I I will say this: there, if there's any way on this planet to have a college football season, then certainly your major conferences are gonna find a way to do it. I think right now. What it, you know, what it actually looks like is right. is anybody's guess. I would probably say right now 
the most likely scenario is that you have conference-only games, or maybe I think there will be a push for conference-only plus one in order to try and keep your your South Carolina-Clemson game, your Georgia-Georgia Tech game, et cetera, et cetera, to try and keep those games and those traditions alive. I mean, what is it, 1909, I think, is uh, is how far back consecutively that South Carolina and Clemson have played. Um, I think they'll do everything in their power to try to keep that game on. But as we know, this thing just it – cha- it keeps changing. And at, if you go back maybe two months ago, if you looked at the projections, I think a lot of people thought that we'd be well on the downside – of this curve, so to speak, as far as the case numbers, you know, the number of COVID cases, obviously that has not been the case. So what, you know, what does it look like in a, in a month? What does it look like in a month and a half? Um, I think it, it obviously is going to need to look a lot better than it does right now for us to even be talking about playing, you know, eight, nine, ten games or whatever it ends up being. If it still looks bad, then yeah, I, I think, I think spring is the last, last resort, but if it comes down to being spring or nothing, then, uh, you know, get ready. It's going to be spring football in South Carolina. Yeah, either way, we'll take what we can here. Of course, uh, the one and only right there in the capital city of South Carolina in Columbia with GameCockCentral.com, West Mitchell West. You gave us eight minutes longer or four or five minutes longer. We appreciate what you <laughs> do, man. There's a lot of hours that you give us and uh, just all the hard work. How do we find you? How do we keep up with you? And what's new happening with the guys over at Gamecock Central. Yeah, please check us out, GamecockCentral.com, at, Game Cent- at Gamecock Central on Twitter. I'm at West Mitchell GC on Twitter. And um, tell you what, man, if, if they're listening and they're not a subscriber, subscribe for the first time and uh, just type in the code Gamecocks, and uh, that'll give them 50% off their, their first year there on, on the site if, um, you know, if they've never been on there before. So hopefully, hopefully everybody listen. Sign, is signed up anyway, but if they're not, uh, you know, come uh, come give us a try. I think there might be something if they're a big Gamecock fan that they'll like. Yeah, I can promise you they will, my friend. Thanks for all you do. Thanks for always being a good guy when we run into one another, man. That means more than you know, and of course, always being willing to be a part of our show and our dream here on Southern Sports Central, buddy. Stay safe. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday night. Hey, you too, man. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll do it again, okay? That you know it. All right, guys, there you go. The one... The man, the myth, the legend over there at GamecockCentral.com, Wes Mitchell. I tell you what, the guy will run a sideline like a running back, man. He's from one end to the other end, and he does a phenomenal job getting you up to date with the Gamecocks. But he's also pretty witty and pretty smart when it comes to the recruits around the state. We didn't want to get into a lot of that because there were so many guys there yesterday at this affinity camp. But I thought if we could have given them all an award, you kind of would. But, you know, that's not the world. Well, it kind of is. That's not where we want to live in. You got to work hard. You got to grind hard. And like Casey Crosby says it, and I've adapted to it, and it is grind for what you can't see. He's a former Gamecock. He's not a current coach at Oceanside. How about that? Check it out. We're going to break. And what we're going to do for the rest of the show is we want to hear from you. If you attended this camp yesterday, if you attended this camp yesterday, I want to hear from you. I want you to call in right now. Here's the number. If you're a coach, if you're a player, if you're a parent, if you were a piece of this opportunity yesterday in Columbia, the number to call in is 1-323-784-9681. Again, the number to call in is one 
323-784-9681. We're taking a break. We're coming back. And if we keep the phone lines open, we want to go to break until the end of the show, guys. It's up to you. Give us a shout. We want to hear from you next. We'll be right back. You let me 
We welcome you back, everybody. Southern Sports Central taking you to church a little bit. It's all about his plan, the big Lord above. And, again, I want to thank everybody who's joined us here tonight. You see us with the Watch Fox now. He'll be doing his own show here on Monday nights. But you can find him in the Midlands with Friday Night Rivals over there with Watch Fox. They're part of that, you know, big-time crew that travels around from stadium to stadium. It's, of course, brought to you by the guys over at Sonic. Then Jason Wade, he is the CEO of Infinity Football. He, of course, uh, was uh, one of the big names that you heard uh, throughout the week and weekend, they did an incredible job with guys like Daniel Wilcox, the former Baltimore Raven. He is a uh, captain on uh, his uh, five years there. He uh, was a captain on special teams. He played his college ball at App State. But it started at Georgia Military College. Again, it doesn't matter where you start. It matters where you finish. My man finished with a Super Bowl ring. Of course, that one was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and uh, a, a career for the record, as uh, he is now giving back to the community. He does a great job. He's on the board over there with the Infinity guys as well. And then at uh, 730, Miss V from the high school Blitz joined us. She educated us a little bit on what she thought from yesterday's camp over there in Columbia and then West Mitchell in Columbia with Gamecock Central checked in with us. So I believe, and I'm pretty sure about this one, I think we're going to head back to town here to Somerville with a young man who uh, jumped out of the gym ran as fast as I think I've seen him running quite some time. And I'm just going to give you some numbers from Roland Sharver. This young man is a up-and-coming junior. He's from the state of Idaho, right? So you know they're growing big, but they're growing fast evidently as well. Here is what he ran on the scale yep. yesterday, a 4.64. Roland, what an incredible job. And uh, you jumped out of the gym at a 127 in the standing broad jump, man. First of all, welcome to the show. This is the first of many, by the way. We tried to get you last year after a football game, but I got you tonight. That works, too. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm good, man. So you sound like <laughs> you sound a little tired, man. So uh, how many camps, uh, Roland, have you been to? And I know your dad's like a minister to Bill Goldberg, by the way, for you guys who don't know his father. Yeah. Dad, a, a, a guy, a former football player, right? Played played some college football himself, so no no, uh, no pressure there, by the way. But you expect it, you accept it, and you move on. But how many camps like this have you been to? And, and tell me your thoughts for the guys at the camp and your experience from yesterday, buddy. I mean, I've been to, like, two before this. But, I mean, going to that camp, it was it was an eye-opener. I mean, there's a lot of good kids. They, it was, there was a lot of competition. But it was just nice to go out there and see where I was. We're live right now with uh, one of the defensive guys from Somerville, the uh, Green Wave, right down the road from the studio here. He, of course, uh, caused a lot of havoc in the secondary as far as allowing receivers to catch balls. And then good luck handing on to it because this kid comes in at a pretty big size. Ron, how big are you now uh, as far as your weight and your height? I'm about 6'1", 195 almost. All right, so let's talk about your bench press. This is where, guys, listen up. This kid can do it. Tell me about your bench press. Give me some of your numbers in the weight room. Uh, I, I just barely hit 275 on bench press. Uh, we've been doing a lot of box squats for right now, not a lot of squats without it, but I hit like 500 on an 18-inch box. I tell you what, and he works as hard as anybody. There was no off season for this young man. Come March. 
and then he had to go work with his dad. I think he would rather go work at school, personally. Uh, of course, uh, you know, uh, watching what you do, it all paid off yesterday, Ron. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I was able to sit there. I know your former coach, Call, was in the house with you as well there, at least been able to watch his Oceanside guys. And, I mean, I, sh- I know he loves you just as well. But we started to watch what you were able to do yesterday. You said it best, I think, that you didn't – maybe you didn't expect to see as much awesome competition, but what does competition do? It breathes more competition out of yourself. How much yeah. did you look at a guy beside you and say, holy crap, man, this guy just ran this. I got to run this mm-hmm. and then some. Yep. There's a, there a lot of that for sure. A lot of big dudes. Now, when you look, a lot, lot of big dudes. But you're a big dude. This guy here, again, you know, watching what you were able to do in the secondary last year at Somerville, and now we don't know what the season's going to look like, but I feel pretty good that you're ready to go if they call tomorrow instead of we're playing the game tomorrow night. Watching your work ethic, how much do you appreciate the busting the chops, the getting in the gym, the creating your own gym in your, in your garage like you were able to do, and just lifting in any open area that you can? that you go, hey, it's better to stay in shape than have to always get in shape. Yeah, I mean, without that, I don't think it, we, I'd be ready for the season. I mean, you always got to keep working. There's a lot of kids right now not getting ready just because the school's not allowing them to work out, but you just got to stay in there. Let's go back to yesterday. You made the trip. I'm sure you slept most of the way home like most of you guys. It was 109 degrees, oh, yeah. by the way, yesterday. and uh, that being said uh, what did you take out of yesterday you mentioned the kids man but you got to work with a lot of guys who've either played in the league a lot of great coaches you you just really were surrounded by a lot of good people but what overall if you had to write a little small essay what would it say as far as your experience yesterday with the guys from affinity football i mean the the people working there were really nice i mean a lot of them had a lot of experience college nfl they were just giving me little tips on whatever it was, the 40, the 10, 5, whatever, and then the the vert and stuff like that. It helped me out a little bit. I mean, it was it was good not only just to get my numbers, but to learn some new tips and tricks. Well, I want to tell you, man, I know that you're not the big radio guy. Most of these athletes, uh, especially when you get into high school, getting them on the radio is kind of a treat of its own and rolling. You and I have uh, been trying to shoot for this day, man. I personally want to tell you I'm proud of you. You know, being the voice of the Green Wave, you know, I, I take a lot of pride in all the kids I get to talk about on Friday nights. And sometimes it's the guys, you know, I say on the other side of the field, but we love those guys on the air as much as we can. But it's you kids, you young men who we watch you guys struggle and, and have the success. But to see you be the guy you were yesterday, you represented Somerville extremely well. You've been part of the Southern Sports Central family because we've mentioned your name multiple times. But uh, thank you so much for, for going out there, staying masked up. You stay separated. You did the right things. You were hydrated throughout the whole day. And uh, for, for giving me a few minutes, I told you I wouldn't keep you long, but I just want to say great job. The numbers, they speak for themselves. And I don't know if you heard or not, but if you haven't gotten them, uh, if you haven't gotten them in your email yet or your dad's email, whoever's email's on file, get with me after the show and I'll get you hooked up with who you need to to get your numbers from yesterday, buddy. All right. Thanks, man. I mean, yeah, I appreciate you a lot for all that stuff. All right. Yes, sir. That's what we're here for, man. You know, hey, that's what it's about, man. It takes a, takes a village, even if that village comes from Idaho, brother. You're a big dude, so I'm just trying to yeah. be happy as much as I can. I don't have to feed you, so I'm good with that part. But, uh, no, Dad, thanks for letting us hang out with you tonight. We appreciate the coaches letting you be a part of our show, and uh, I'll catch up with you off the air, buddy. Appreciate you. God bless. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday night. Thank you, man.
See ya. Always a pleasure. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Rome Schauber. Now, Eugene, I got to get you in here, man, because you've been one quiet horse on the other end, and let's get you up and running here a little bit tonight, unless somebody else, uh, you know, does get in here wrong. Of course, uh, this kid was like the Idahoans um, assassin. I mean, this kid came in from Idaho uh, last year. He looks like uh, Clay Matthews. Uh, he's got long hair, long blonde hair, comes out the back of his helmet. Uh, he's a pretty big dude, especially when he's got the pads on, and he can lay down the wood when need be. Uh, and we watched him do a lot of that in the secondary last year for Somerville, saved a lot of touchdowns that were happening. But, you know, you've heard a lot of conversations tonight, and, and you're kind of the outside looking in because you went to Columbia today. I went yesterday. We can't, you know, spend our whole weekend up there, I guess. But what was your take so far on all the interviews you've heard about this camp and now you've heard from a player as well? Yeah, you know what I've heard was, you know, first and foremost, um, being that it was such a big camp, it was going to have so many eyes on it, and it did. Um, media, coaches, athletic directors, I'm sure principals, I'm sure superintendents, a lot of folks in this state and out of state had their eyes on it. Uh, did, were the eyes on it because they wanted to see, you know, could it be done safety-wise? Where some people have their eyes on it, as you know, you got, you've gotten hammered on, on social media by 35, 36. It, it's probably climbing now since you've been on the show. Um, for people who don't think it should have happened at all because they have their own beliefs. Uh, then there were other people who were kind of cheering it on uh, and, and looking out saying, you know what, we, it can be done if it's done the right way. Um, and so when we had these guys come on, you know, what did you hear? That their number one goal was safety, and that was no injuries, no major injuries. Uh, there were a couple pulled hamstrings and one finger injury, um, nothing major, nothing that ended somebody's season, no knees or, or anything like that in anybody's season, no concussions. There was nothing like that. Um, and then, of course, you know, uh, they did everything they could and then some uh, to protect, you know, if anybody came in with a COVID thing. Um, and then what I heard from uh, Miss V, which was really cool, which I didn't know, um, was that not only did everybody on the field participating get a mask, they had an extra mask for those who wanted to watch. And so I think those guys, you know, they consulted with a medical doctor, a medical professional. Um, they had days of walkthroughs. I mean, to put on an event like that, it's already pretty big anyway without having to worry about, you know, the eyes and people on you or, you know, if, if a bunch of kids left this camp and then all of a sudden, you know, started testing positive for it, you know, and everybody would go after them and they would get what the, what's called now as doxxed or something like that. So these guys went out, and they took every precaution they could. They ran a tight camp. And, you know, I even heard, like, uh, the gentleman from Watch Fox, man, he was like, man, I came in here, we, you know, kind of with opinion and an eye open, kind of skeptical, looking for something. And I ended up finding out that, you know, it didn't happen that way. He said, And he said, and I quoted him, and we put it on Twitter, he left there more impressed because of what he didn't see. He said the, the one couple times when guys were getting Gatorade and mortar, they would pull the mask down a little bit, take some, and they started talking. And immediately there was, a, there was a coach or someone up there, you know, to say, hey, 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 you know, once you're done drinking, you know, pop this thing back on it, let's get back to work. Um, and so the people that had their doubts, the skeptics, those, even those folks were like, wow, man, I was impressed. You know, th this really blew me away. This really came at me, and I left there going home going, you know, this can be done. And at the end of the day, you know, the main goal was benefiting these um, student-athletes, giving them an opportunity um, and giving them a chance to showcase their skills. You know, it's no different than, like I told you, 
with the kickers uh, next week in Tennessee. There's 625 kids competing around the uh, nation, and it is the only college camp offered this summer for kickers to get seen by college coaches. So the infinity thing is, right. is, is the same way. It's, a, it's an opportunity for these kids to be seen and to get real numbers and to get these metrics and evaluations. And, you know, for all these hungry kids that have been working and working and working in the garage, running up and down the street, doing jump squats and frog squats in their living room hallways and, 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 and things like that. And because like, you know, the last gentleman said, you know, he feels bad. Fortunately for him, and like we, you know, we had Seabuck on the show, uh, their parents and them were able to create gyms in their garage. And like you said, though, how many kids didn't have those opportunities because their only chance to do that is in a school. So what I'm hoping from this, if we get enough listeners, if we get enough people to spread the word is this, it can be done. If you do it safely, if you do it the right way, if you take precautions, and like, like you said and, and, and the other gentleman said, is we didn't have we didn't let anyone get away with anything. If we saw something, if right. we saw a guy's talking, if we saw a this, that, and the other, you know, we jumped right in to say, Hey, 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 you know, move apart or, or put your mask back on or whatever. I think if right. we can do that and let's face it, all high school coaches or, or at least ninety nine point nine percent of them are alpha dogs. They're alpha type males, so are assistant coaches. And I do believe if they knew there's a chance to play, a chance to get work out that no kid right. would test a, a head coach or assistant coach on, I don't feel like wearing my mask right now. You know how well that would go. Sure. And so right. I, I think what this proved is, even on a larger scale of hundreds of athletes from several different states, was if you take the time, if you take the precautions, if you consult the right people, if you plan ahead, if you stick to your guns, you can do it. You can do it the right way, have everybody compete, and most importantly, stay safe. And that's what Infinity just proved to a lot of people throughout a lot of different states. So, you know, kudos to those guys, man. Yeah, I would agree with you, man. And and, and the fun part is is Eugene, of course, uh, you know, we both don't usually leave town because you don't know what needs to be done in town, right? So if he's in Columbia, usually I'm in Charleston or vice versa. But uh, that being said, you know, he was able to look back and and hear the, the conversations and honestly, give give an outside looking in kind of view, and I think that's that's a big deal. Uh, I believe we're going to check in with Coach Reynolds here in just a minute from Ben Lippin. So if you want to look up his information on Twitter with Ben Lippin's uh, Twitter account, so we can tweet him out. But uh, Coach Reynolds, of course, uh, did play by the way his days at the Dell, and uh, I believe just like that, we're going to go to the hotlines and we're heading back to Columbia, where we've lived most of the evening here, and say, uh, Coach Reynolds, thanks for coming on and first of many phone calls. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going good, man. Five-star job, well put together, and I got to give it all to the Dell, man. They treated you, taught you what you needed to run a tight ship, man, and you run one heck of a tight ship over there at Ben Lippin, man. First of all, what a facility and first-class treatment. We appreciate everything that you guys did yesterday. Oh, that's great to hear. You you never know how something looks from the outside in. So um, it's great to hear um, from y'all tonight and and to get a lot of pats on the back and compliments. Yesterday we were we were on our feet all day, and you know when you put that much effort into something, it's it's nice when uh, when people see that. So yeah, we we believe we have a great thing going at Ben Lippin. Um, people have put a lot of hard work and time and money into that place, and um, it's amazing to see what's happening 
over the last few years. Uh, the campus has really changed a lot, and um, we're, we're definitely on the rise. No doubt about it. Rising with you right here on Southern Sports Central, coming to you from the hotline. Of course, that is the Tent Farm hotline. It's Coach Reynolds from Ben Lippin. He, of course, uh, hosted this event. And, and trust and believe me, uh, if you've ever hosted anything, there's a lot of preparation, a lot of things that could go wrong. So there's a lot of what we call them football audibles. But, Coach, I, I don't think a lot of audibles had to be called. I thought you guys, as, as we heard Earlier in the night from uh, the gentleman that joined us, who is the CEO over there with Infinity Sports, uh, Jason Wade, said you yeah. guys did a ton of walkthroughs per your request. You were like, look, you can come in my house, but let me tell you how you're going to walk through my house. And he said that you were you were pretty good at what you did, man. <laughs> well, that that probably comes uh, from years of being a track coach. I um, I was a head track coach at a few different places over the course of about 10 years. And um, if you've ever put on a track meet, uh, a combine, a camp is, is a whole lot like it because you got a lot of moving parts going at once and everything's got to be rolling at the same time. So um, as a track coach, you know, you got you got an event going on on the track, you got one or two going on in the field, you got scoring going on all simultaneously. So it's very, very similar. So I really, uh, whenever we host anything now, uh, football-wise, I just kind of lean on those those track days where, where you had to have everything ready to go all at the same time. So yeah, good to hear, and, and I think we can do better, to be honest with you. You know, um, from the outside looking in, it's great to get the pats on the back, but, you know, internally I think there's things we can do even better and, and uh, hopefully put out an even better product in the future. Well, Coach, I'm going to tell you, I woke up about 4 o'clock this morning and I yelled in the middle of my sleep, get off the track, <laughs> just get off the track. <laughs> so, so now yeah. that makes sense, me, and I've said that on the show a bunch, how these guys were, you know, they were, you know, there were four things that you guys were telling people. A, stay masked up, stay separated, right? right. Stay hydrated, mm-hmm. and, and now that I understand you're a track coach, stay off the track. Yeah, I'm not the track coach at Ben Lippin anymore, but I can tell you that's not that's a very nice track. That's the Mondo track surface at the Olympic level surface these days and we put that in um in my first year a couple of years ago and and that's a high quality stuff so we got to take care of it so yeah if we want people praising us about our facilities we got to take care of them at the same time so um yeah it's good to get to know the guys at infinity um marcus brunson jason wade they did a fantastic job todd helms coming over and and uh lending his experience to things um you know it's, it's a great uh sort of group of people that have that have come together on this thing and, and hopefully it'll it'll grow and maybe we can do uh, you know several of these in the future as we go so um just great guys to work with I can't say enough about the brunson family the whole family out there uh just very impressive tj is a very impressive young man and, and marcus um his older brother uh with infinity has, has done a wonderful job so it's good to get to work with different people too how cool was it to have the Holinsky family there on your track, there on your campus? We all know all about the Holinsky family. They came on here on National Suicide Prevention Day. It was actually the National Suicide Prevention Month last year. And, uh, man, mm-hmm. did an entire hour with me. But to have them there on your campus, I mean, it had to be one of those feather in your cap as far as having so many great guests all in one day at your, at your complex. Yeah, yeah. Um, great people uh, for a great cause. And we're all about that at Ben Lip, and Obviously, we're a Christian school. And, um, we're very mission oriented, and and their mission is uh, is just a very noble one, and and so big of them to step out out of a tragedy and do something like that, and reach out to people and not um, close ranks and and uh, kind of keep things internal. But for them as a family, uh, 
to confront that pain and to share it with others and to be activists. Um, it's amazing to watch. I don't know if I could do that. It's amazing. No doubt about it. We're live right now back up in Columbia. We're back to the campus where it was about 100 and forever yesterday on Ben Lippin's campus, <laughs> but we have their head coach, uh, Coach Williams. You did a great job also keeping them hydrated. And, again, you know, I, I'm giving you these accolades because I need – you to hear these things because unfortunately social media not quite that's not what people want to see right they don't want to see the good stuff. right they want to see the bad stuff unfortunately right. for them there wasn't very much bad stuff and the pictures don't tell the story and i wanted to tell the story tonight on the air that's why i brought all the right. guys that were there and i'm gonna be honest with you you know we showed up along with 12 other members of the media and, and doing what we all do thinking okay let's see what they do and again i, I go back to uh, i spent a long time with joe call who you know joe extremely well as well yep. <laughs> down there in the citadel but, you know, I was his, uh, I've been his play-by-play guy for a long time, and we would do a lot of call-in shows and do a lot of shows here uh, on ESPN as well on Friday nights. But he runs a tight ship, man. It is what it is, and if you don't like it, there's, a, there's somewhere down the street you can go look at it. And that's kind of how I felt talking to you. It was like, look, I'm going to love you, but I'm going to love you by doing what you're supposed to do, and by that, you're doing what I asked you to do. And I, I felt like that the everything was in order. It was very sequenced, and it looked – like I mentioned, again, I keep going back to your roots of where you grew up and, of course, your days in college, kind of putting that into play. Yeah, uh, I, I guess, that, I, you know, you don't, you're not conscious of those things. You're just uh, being yourself and, and working according to your principles, and, and hopefully uh, the right thing shines through. So it's, it's great feedback to hear. And, um, you know, I, I think General Patton once said, uh, don't, don't show people everything to do. Tell them what to do and then be amazed by their intuitiveness or something to that extent. And so, you know, you got to learn to delegate. That's one thing I've learned. Um, I still probably put too much on my plate as a head coach and as somebody trying to host an event. But um, what we had was a whole whole bunch of people willing and able to help. And so, um, you know, when I said something needed to be done that I couldn't handle myself, it got done. So props to Jason Wade and his guys for – for all the the manpower they put out there. So a lot of that had to do with just how many hands were on out there. And um, so I can't take credit for that. Those those guys busted their tails as well. Um, But yeah, great, great way to showcase our campus. Um, Great way to show people the progress that we've made at Ben Lippin. And um, I got to say, you know, a lot of people are kind of jealous after seeing our, our facility and and wondering, Hey, are are these kids going to want to all go to Ben Lippin now? And I got to tell you, um, I, from where I'm sitting, I hope everyone gets to play. I hope everyone gets to play for their school. And um, I, we're taking no joy in this situation with the virus. And, and I hope some people get some answers very soon so we can all stop living in limbo and uh, people can go and represent their schools and, and, um, and do things that they've dreamed of, in, of doing with their high school careers. So um, you're saying, you know, from our end of things, we, uh, we hope everything works out for everybody, you know. I agree with you. Of course, now Coach Reynolds is over at Ben Lippin. That is a skeezer program, by the way. They will be playing in the fall. That's already been said. So, like First Baptist that was with us just, what, a few days ago, and that, there's a school up there in the up there in Columbia that joined us as well. I won't mention the name out of mm-hmm. respect to this coach because I believe it's a rival school to him and uh, his boys hey, over at Ben Lippin. Hey, but... <laughs> I'm not sure which one that was, but if it's that red, white, and blue, and I actually have a diploma from that school, we just don't say it too loud around Ben Lippin camp. So we love exactly this guy. Exactly right. We just, yeah, we love competing against them, but uh, they're good people too. No doubt about it. Good competition. Now, Let's talk about your dudes before I get you out of here, man. Uh, who you yeah. got coming back, Coach? And, and if you don't mind, uh, t- 
talk about some of the kids that, that you've had maybe even as of last year that maybe have gone off to the next level to do some things. But educate us a little bit for the next three or four minutes about Ben Lippin on who you guys have been and who you guys look to be here in the uh, 2020 season. Well, we came six points away last year from being in the state championship game. And um, it was a heck of a game um, and uh, quite a battle with Lawrence Manning Academy. And um, that, that's one that will go down in our memories for a long time as, as uh, just overall one of the greatest games you'll ever see. Um, but we uh, came one one score away from, from being in state last year, and we only um, only lost six starters off of that team. And uh, you hate to see those guys go, but um, five of those starters are are guys that signed with colleges. We're sending two to Methodist University, um, one on scholarship to uh, Newberry College, and uh, sending two guys down to play for the Citadel. Um, so we really uh, lost uh, lost a, a lot on the defensive side, and we've replaced really well there. Um, along the defensive line and linebacker, and some guys really stepped up. You know, it turns out that uh, two of our linebackers that are up and coming were the top two at the camp yesterday, um, and Will Owens and Dylan King. So we're really excited about what they're going to do in the middle for us next year. Um, we're going to have quite a battle for uh, for the uh, quarterback position, and, and we're really looking to uh, have our senior, Chase Martin, take hold of that thing and, and, um, and show us that he's the guy. Um, and we're excited about what he's going to bring to the offense and, and a lot of other other guys uh, clamoring for that position. But, you know, competition makes everybody better. So um, we're, we're looking forward to what our offense is going to do. We return all of our receivers from last year's team and um, really excited about that. So um, we, I love the character of this team. They want it. They got a taste of how close they came to returning to the state championship last year. And, and um, we really hope that we can take it game by game and, and find a way to, to be there when it's all said and done. Live right now with the head football coach over there at Ben Lip and Coach Reynolds joins us all the way in the capital city of South Carolina in Columbia, where he hosted a great camp yesterday, and they're doing great things tomorrow. Of course, that being the season that's going to be played with the Skiza guys. I tell you, way be the hottest ticket in town. We are creatures of habit. <laughs> football in the fall. I mean, why not, Coach? I'm going to tell you the advice I gave some of the other Skiza coaches Go back by Sam's and get a few more extra hot dogs and hamburgers because I think the session stands are going to be booming. Yeah, we have a great atmosphere at um, Ben Lipton. If you saw out there yesterday, our what areas are not covered in stands? We have areas um, that are covered in parking the parking spaces. So um, we sell these bumpers that go all the way around the other areas of the track um, on two different levels. Um, the booster club sells those, and people are out there an hour or two before our game's tailgate. It's a huge tailgate atmosphere I've been living. And um, there's so many people out there tailgating, we're not sure if they're there for the tailgate or there's a whole lot of folks surrounding you. Once you come in to play a football game at Ben Lippin, you're 360 degrees around, um, just a whole bunch of folks out there. And it's a, it's a big old party, and um, they love their football over at Ben Lippin. So hopefully – uh, we'll be able to provide that same atmosphere. We hadn't gotten any guidelines yet about what, you know, crowds and stands are going to look like, but um, hopefully we'll keep inching towards normalcy, you know, and be able to get out there and have a great time again on Friday night. No doubt about it, Coach. I want you to do me a favor. First of all, um, anything we can do for you here on Southern Sports Central to highlight a player, be it academically or be it, of course, athletically, any of those two, uh, you know, we'd love to, but I would like you, and I think I told you this yesterday, get me 
all of your players. I don't want your best one because I yep. feel like they're all the best players. I want all your players, and you can start on the O-line, and then you can work your way around the field. But I would love to have your guys come in here and, and introduce themselves to our listeners and just give them an opportunity. Yeah. You and I talked about this yesterday to have a public speaking opportunity, and uh, that way when they go for a job right. interview, it's just the norm, you know. Very valuable, very valuable. And we have some really uh, great, well-spoken kids that, that come from parents that that uh, do a great job with them. We would love to shine a spotlight on them, guys with high GPAs, high character, and, and high ability on the football field. I'm really proud of, of the team that we're turning into and the kind of kind of kids we have. So, yeah, I would take you up on that anytime, man, anytime. You got it. I got your number now, so you can't hide. Of course, Joe Call said I'd get you anyway. So, um, thank you so <laughs> much for the love yesterday, man. It was an honor to meet you. Um, again, your backstory, I was able to finally, you know, get everything as far as you going to the Citadel and just your path, your journey and all that that has led you to Ben Lippin and the right man for the right job over there. And you're doing great things. And I just appreciate you letting me and my team be a part of your team and being on the campus uh, going forward. Yes, sir. We want to support you all however we can and, and love to come on here, on here and uh, do whatever we can to uh, get the word out about our team, about our school and promote our sport. Um, and uh, you do a great job, man. Great meeting you, too, and uh, love to see you around more and love to hear from you. So thanks for having me on. You got it, buddy. Have a great night. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, Coach. All right. You too. Thanks. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only all the way at Ben Lippin. So we hang out all day yesterday. We get back in there today. Eugene, you're back with me for the next four minutes as uh, we come in to the end of the show. And, uh, again, another I'd say a grand slam. I know it's football conversation, man, but what would this be like a sudden death, you know, going for the old uh, Spivey special, if you will. Uh, Some people call it the Philly special, but you guys that know Hunter Spivey from Conway, he's the new OC, by the way, uh, uh, over there at a a school that's a rival to Somerville, and uh, that being the Swamp Foxes. Yeah, so Ashley Ridge has picked him up and put him on the sidelines. He's going to be – uh, a force to be reckoned with as uh, I remember his days of playing high school ball, went off to Newberry, played some great ball there, and he's coached around the state, done some great things. But, uh, again, to get coaches in here, Eugene, like that, I mean, you know, that's our third ski as a coach and, and, and two shows, man. Uh, that's, that's pretty neat. And to hear his vision, and have you yet to hear anything from these skis of coaches about they're not, they're not rejoicing in, in the fact that, that the public schools aren't playing. They want these guys to play. You know, that you hear about what they talk about academically, though. They talk about their, their basic, their foundation, their, their, their whole accountability and credibility from the classroom to football field, but most importantly, individually, right? I mean, I kind of got that out of uh, Coach Reynolds out of that interview. You know, it's one thing that we, we heard that from Coach Reynolds today. He, he, you know, shouted that through a megaphone. We heard it from Eric Kimry. We heard from uh, Coach Johnny Waters, um, and that is, you know, they don't want to see the the public schools fail so that they can open up their doors and, and cherry pick the best athletes and go win a state championship. You know, because, you know, and, and some of them said, look, you know, uh, Kimberly said, you know, Hammond doesn't even take senior transfers, uh, you know, and, and Waters was like, you know, gosh, everybody kept saying, you know, we really have to be careful of our culture. We can't just open up the doors. They don't want to see those guys fail because they know – they can only put 11 guys on the field at one time. Sure, they'd love to have those 11 guys be all four- and five-star. Who wouldn't? You know, Nick Saban, that's what he shoots for every year um, with millions of dollars in recruiting budget. But, you know, but 
what they come across is, you know what, you know, I have a great team. We, we build a great program. We build culture. You know, our kids, like he said, is a great character, great GPAs, great athletes. Um, and and that, that's great to have those kids. And then sometimes, you know, you get a kid that, that doesn't succeed in one of those areas. Hopefully if it's all of the three, it might be, you know, in the classroom because there you can get a little help, um, you know, for them. And what I've seen is that, you know, they don't want the other kids to fail. They want, as a coach, they love kids. I know it. I mean, I find myself most of the time preferring to be around kids than adults because I love the kids that I train and work with, you know, because adults are opinionated and this, that, and the other, and the kids just want to go out there and have fun and do their job and compete and learn. Um, adults seem to have know everything sometimes. And, you know, and, and so – it's kind of neat to hear these coaches say that because they might be the only ticket in town. They might be the only show in town. You know, when, when the fair shows up in Latin, you know, that attracts people from all over because it's the only fair in town. And these skis coaches know, they know darn well that at least for the first couple of games right now today, they're going to be the only show in right. town. And you and I may be, you know, covering games um, right. as well as, you know, every media outlet around because, it's the first high school game. And some people are going to be looking at it to see if, you know, if it's going to be some mass hysteria and COVID spread or, you know, just the fact that, wow, you know, we finally have athletics and, you know, get to see kids compete and go out there and give their best, you know, especially those seniors, you know, they're one last hurrah. And so, you know, you hear these coaches just say, you know, man, I'm here to do a job. We have a great team coming back, great chemistry, you know, but I really want to see all teams play because no. Nobody wants to see the other team fail. Now, you want to beat the guys across the field from you that night. The next, the next Friday night, you want to see them win, you know, selfishly because it gives you a better strength of schedule. But also, too, you don't dislike the people across the field from you or across town from you or if you're skis at the public right. school or back or vice versa because they're, everybody's just out there trying to compete. Coaches are trying to teach. They're trying to train and develop young men and women. And, and hopefully get them, you know, the opportunity to go to the next level and even icing on the cake is to get them a free education doing it. And, and that's your goal as a coach. And, and for players, it's to do your best and get ready to go to the next level. So I'll end with uh, yep. love you, brother. Peace out, Cub Scout. <laughs> there it goes. So quickly like that, <laughs> Eugene was able to throw it all in, guys. I want to thank really quickly. We had Stacey Huff join us, Jason Wade from Infinity Football. Daniel Wilcox, also from Affinity Football, former Baltimore Ravens. Miss B from the High School Blitz, West Mitchell from Gabe Tox Central. Of course, how about dropping by here to say hello with Ron Shaver, excuse me, from Somerville, the class of 2022. And last but not least, Coach Reynolds from Ben Lippin, guys, from all of us to all of you. We're going to do this again Tuesday night. I got two players from the Fort, Fort Dorchester. That's right. We got an offensive and defensive guy joining us. You want to check that out. Trust me, it's going to be an epic show, guys. Until then, God bless. Take care. Stay safe. We'll see you soon. A miner's lady, stranger to the water. So I'll go dark and dusty. Yet I made it on the sky. I miss the taste of motion.